Peace. Uh, we're going to Twitch. We're going to the Dean Blundell Radio Network. On Twitter. <laughs> oh, we're there as well today. Yeah, 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 yeah. We should be. That's like a, that's like a regular thing now on Monday. People may be watching oh. from the Dean Blundell Network. That's pretty cool, isn't it? I will have to keep it open. Uh, we are online. Beautiful. Yeah, let me know if that Blundell thing's going and if it's uh, going live. We should be good. And then, yeah, live in five. So tell the world. And uh, we'll get our buddy Everett the Barilla Gorilla on here at uh, 7 o'clock. Are we going to do a, a three screen or a two screen? No, we're just going to get him on audio for here. Oh, okay, I see. That's disappointing. I like seeing Everett's face. Well, we can, but I figured for the first time, you know what? Let's uh, just just make it way, way easier. Less margin for error, you know. Ah. And give I us see. something to work towards. You know, you, you don't... Know what I'm... Good. You don't just build a, a bridge. You know, you have to first you build the structure, and then you start adding layers to it, including plumbing, apparently. Ah. You are learning, young one. Dude, I'm going to be full of construction analogies today. <laughs> and I'll tell you how all of them are wrong. Probably. Um, oh, my oh, God. The Leafs, the Leafs have St. Patrick's jerseys on for practice. Oh. Oh, oh really? Beautiful. Yeah, they do. They have, like, they're, they're breaking in some of their gear. Man, I feel like I'm one of the only people who dislikes the St. Pat's jerseys. Well, it's good to know. I, I really thought, dislike it. I thought that despite all of your flaws, deep down you were actually a solid, trustworthy individual. Now I know that you are not. You are just wrong about most things in life, period, end of sentence, very few redeeming <sighs> qualities. No, it's pretty bad. Like What? I don't Do like the green, like the same pattern. Like, I understand, like, okay, like, I get it. I get all of it. It just doesn't make any sense. What's your favorite color? No, uh, hold yellow. on. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You just said... You get it, but it doesn't make any sense. That means you don't no, get like it. I, like I, no, okay, I understand, like, the whole uh, matrix, like, the green, the, like, fighting Irish kind of a thing, but, like, just in the sense of, like, to me, it's just stupid. I don't like, I don't like what? being called the Steam Pats. I, I mean, that, was, that was the team name. I understand that neither of us were there to remember it, but come on, man. Yeah, I like to think of hockey as starting in the original six, and then the, if we're calling the original six the original six, then though, we should be the Toronto St. Pats and not the Toronto Maple Leafs right now. How do you figure? Because we're the Toronto Maple Leafs, not the Toronto St. Pats. Wait, who was the original? Who was in the original six? Was it the St. Pats or the Maple Leafs? Uh, the Maple Leafs. The, ori okay, so the original from, six are so not the original six. Do you know that the original six like are not the first six teams to be in the National Hockey League? I understand, but like, as far as my own care of like hockey history goes, like that's when it kind of stops. When when what's oh so you only care about history beginning at the original six era? Yes, kind of. Yeah, like put it like this: this whole argument we're we're about to like get into, I don't care about it because it doesn't matter to me. Like I just don't care about the St. Pat's. That's kind of like my whole point about no, but that's that's wrong that is an incorrect take you should care about the st pats why would i care about the st pats because they are part of the history of your toronto maple leaves also green is your a toronto maple color. leaves also no 
No, it's not. But it's a great color. You know what I wanted for the reverse retros? Green Saint. I wanted Saint Leafs. Jerseys. No, I wanted Leafs jerseys that were just green and brown instead of blue and white. That is how you do a reverse retro. And it could have been the older uh, logo, but you take the older colors. And the only mm-hmm. other older colors the Leafs have, you know? We're gray and blue. Well, yeah, That's right, it. of course. We're gray and, oh, God, whose idea was it? You know what? I I look at it, and I, I, I don't dislike it. You don't dislike the reverse? Hold, your take here, your take here is that you don't like the St. Pat's jerseys. You much prefer the blue and gray reverse retros? No, I dislike both of them. And uh, speaking about You just about said you don't mind start. the gray. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome. I'm I'm still to the Leafs face. fan cast. What's going on? My name is Danny Mags. And to my virtual right, my left-hand man, Paul the Caveman Cavaretta. Why am I doing the intro today, Paul? Uh, unfortunately, you took a W in uh, in something that I could not predict. Uh, the fan cast forecast last week did not go my way, Danny. Uh, no. But it did go yours, 2-2, two and two, which actually isn't that impressive. You know what? I'll take a 500 record over 1-3 any day of the week. Yeah. I don't I know that anybody saw this coming. It's been a weird What's going week. on, Alyssa? Wow, you're early. Alyssa's here? Oh my god, oh, Alyssa's here early on. Air horn for Alyssa. Alyssa, this is for you? Oh, I hate air horns. You have all the wrong takes today. You hate air nope. horns. You I'm hate on, the St. I'm Patrick's on. jerseys. You like the reverse listen, retros. Listen, because everything in my mind has been going towards this one idea I've had, and it's been eating at me all right and we'll get into it in a bit nice hair thank you for noticing my haircut you are wonderful keegan well, we... i would love to show you that my mother made a mistake but it is her birthday so i will not oh your mom did your haircut i just figured your region's open you went out and, and got it done right <laughs> no if actually if i if i turn around you can see there's a little like number one shaved into the back of my head right here i don't know if you can see where i'm pointing no i can't you gotta turn more turn more just rotate your whole body I'm not, I am not going to, no, we're not showing my haircut. What do you mean? You, you can't say be... that you want to show it and then not show it. You've already committed. That's <laughs> ah, all right. Turn we're around, move Paul. Past we're moving past Turn this. Around. Just like we're lo- moving past two regulation losses to the Vancouver Canucks. Well, let's, ba- let's, let's back it up. Because, yeah, that's the freshest thing that's in our mind. Thursday, 3-1 loss. Saturday, 4-2 loss. Bad momentum, bad penalty Happens. by William Nylander. And on Thursday, we lost because Michael Hutchinson was in the net. Hutch isn't good. The team doesn't trust him. I digress. Before Your take that, is terrible. Before that, a week ago, when we sat here and did that show, did you have any real inkling that the Leafs were going to finish the sweep of the Edmonton Oilers? Yes. Because I've said this, and I will continue to say this, Edmonton is a two-player team. Two players, not even two lines, two players, okay? That's all they are. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. And you know what? Connor McDavid had as many goals as Austin Matthews, who only played one game in that series. Okay? Facts. All I'm saying is I'm not surprised that Toronto beat them. Um... Am I surprised they got two shutouts and then only let one goal in three games? Uh, a little bit. But now I have a question for you, Danny. 
Mm. What's more likely? Is Edmonton a bad hockey team? Or is Michael Hutchinson good at hockey? Michael Hutchinson is not good at hockey. And you know what? He's better than me at hockey. I'll go that far. Michael Hutchinson, you are a better goalie than me. I am scared when you're in net for the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's what it boils down to. Caveman, that's where all of my feelings were. That no. whole game. I under, Look, look. I don't like sitting here and telling you that Hutch got a shutout. I don't like admitting it. Even a broken watch is right twice a day. Bad teams can have good wins. Bad goalies can get shutouts. Sure, there's something impressive about you took on the Edmonton Oilers and got three big wins from your three different goalies. But when we needed to see if Hutch could do it again on a Thursday, what was a trap game, really? It was a back-to-back. How can you blame him? His team was sluggish, uh, at least at least physically. Because I know time sluggish. has lost all meaning. But if we want to go back year and a half, I guess, to the beginning of the 2019-2020 season. Michael Hutchinson was our backup goalie. And the only thing we needed Michael Hutchinson to do was win in back-to-back situations. And uh, do, do you remember how that went? It didn't go very well. Do you remember that team? Do you remember we had Tyson Berry as a top two defenseman? Yeah, well, but it wasn't... Two, but like, no, come no, on. no, it's, you're not going to go back now. Here. You're not going to do any revisionist history and tell me during that stretch Michael Hutchinson played well. And unfortunately for me... No, I he didn't play well. I currently, the team didn't play well for him, though. I currently represent a segment of the fan base that does not believe in Michael Hutchinson. That does That's not... Fine. <clears throat> that does not have any confidence in him. And speaking as that fan base... Jack Campbell needs to come back ASAP. That's that's okay. all I'm saying. Okay, okay. Because I also think Edmonton is better than you're giving them credit for. And I think you're wrong. <laughs> it is what it is, you know? I think it that, happens. We did, we can disagree every once in a while. Well, the like Edmonton any. Oilers are a playoff team. And if you were to run um, into them, now. if you run into for them now. in the playoffs, that's not a sweep. Okay, so by telling for me now. that they're They are a playoff-caliber hockey team. Look at the division, Paul. Nobody is going to pass Edmonton for For that third spot. There's no way. I I have something on my mind. So I I, I have a little question I'm going to ask you down the line, and one of my answers is in this division. Well, why don't we just – why don't you just get going with it? Get going? If it's it's your burning question, it's the question I want to hear first. Well, no, it's not a burning question. You can't be setting it's this just, up for me. It's okay, fine. We're just talking about we're talking about teams not doing well this season, right? Mm-hmm. At least in the division, they're not doing so hot. But overall, in the entirety of the NHL, is there right now at the halfway point? Because we're at the halfway point. Mm-hmm. Is there a team that you can look at that reminds you of? a St. Louis Blues in 2019. A team that could make a run and run it back all the way to the playoffs. I want to pose this to the audience, and I want you to think about that as well. And if you have a stake in this, go ahead and type an answer in. Um, I like that you're asking this question, Paul, and I like that you're bringing this up because we are at the halfway point of the season. And if you are unfamiliar with what happened to the St. Louis Blues, they were in the bottom of the league. They were, I think, the worst team in the league. In January yeah, I, of a full 82-game yeah. season. Yep. Craig Berube uh, comes into coach. Yep. 
and leads them to a Stanley Cup title, trophy, championship, win. Cup. Uh, on the heels yeah. of hot goaltending in Jordan Bennington, and yep. maybe a few other factors. A so, few players. Well, yeah, coming back. Players coming back from injury, but but what galvanized the team? Was it Barube? Was it the goaltending? It was because it's hockey, a combination of all these things. So yeah. what are you, what are you asking when you want to know who the St. Louis? <laughs> Did Paul get a haircut to remove the bad Vancouver voodoo? Absolutely clear play. You have you have hit it head on or head on the nail. nail the, the nail head. on the head. You've hit the nail on the head. You've hit the head and of the also, nail. And also, my hair was getting super dusty because I have to drill shots for a living. That's fun. Uh, as a plumber, so yeah, this is this is to help with with showering. So, you know? what? But what are you asking for? What do you so want I'm asking, to know? Okay, if you take a look at the league right now, and mm-hmm. we're gonna start off. We're gonna, interestingly enough, a Leafs talk show. We're gonna start off talking about the league over the Leafs, which is kind of cool. I'm so okay you know, doing this today, by the way. Like that's I I love it because I mean the. The fact that's the that, big news of the week. We lost to Vancouver twice. Which, <laughs> so which is annoying me, but that's it. Here's the best part. And you know what? I didn't even realize until you just brought it up this way just now. Yeah. As Leaf fans, when was the last time you got to sit back at the halfway mark of the season and, and put your feet up stressed? on the desk saying, okay, there's nothing crazy we need to rejig right now? Yep. Huh. It's been... It's been refreshing to say the least, right? I don't know because, I mean, I've spent the last little while really stressing out about it because I don't know For how sure. to feel. Yeah. But I think you're right. Refreshing is – like whatever just happened right this second when it kind of clicked in my brain it was like, oh, the fact that we don't have any pressing issues to bitch and complain about, like, enjoy this moment, Leafs Nation. It's I okay. don't get complacent, but enjoy it. All right, so yeah. seller dwellers. So, so yeah, basement dwelling teams. Let's 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 go from number twenty down because or not twenty. Let's go twenty down. Yeah, Calgary. Starting at Calgary to Buffalo, the bottom third of the league. I wouldn't even go. One that of far these down. teams. One of these teams. If you had to guess, yeah, that one of these teams comes back and makes the playoffs. Which team are you gonna pick? Clearly, Calgary, Columbus, Vancouver, those are easy picks, but who would you think makes it makes the run? Hands down, 100% got to be the Buffalo Sabres. No, it's not. It's not. I can't say that with a straight face either. No, God, that sounded so wrong. And I only set that up because I want to talk about Eichel later in the program. Um, I, I think my answer for you, I, I don't even know that I would go into the bottom half of the league because at that point, I mean, well, Calgary's in 20th. I don't know if you'd count Calgary as in that. But they're the obvious. Well, answer. one, I think Calgary will make the playoffs, but I don't. I, I mean, they're borderline of this, so I don't really count it. I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't see it happening. Any of these teams? Clear right? play. None of them. Damn, dude. Wow, clear play. Look at you go. Clear play. What are you doing? Appreciate you. Instant clear play. Sending some love to the fan cast. Thank you very much, sir. That is fantastic. We appreciate you a ton. <laughs> Does he get an air horn? Did you give him an air horn? I just did give him an air horn. You're damn right I did. Okay. That Good is so him. deserving of an air horn. Thank you very much, Clear Player. Because I don't uh, think I, I just if you take a look at the bottom five in the league, because I think top ten is too generous. Buffalo, Detroit, or bottom ten. Okay. 
Buffalo, Detroit, New Jersey, Ottawa, San Jose. Yep. The actual answer that I have for you of which of those teams could get hot in the back half and make the playoffs, because I think that's all I can promise you at this point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I can't pick a cup winner that says they're going to make a running, especially with a divisional playoff that's insane. Uh, my pick, if I had to pick the most likely to make the playoffs, would be the Ottawa Senators. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just because you want to win a bet. So I totally no, understand No, no, I that. mean it. Also, Keegan, put a pin in that. I'm going to come back to that. That's hilarious. Somebody drove around Toronto in a Charizard suit for Pokemon's 25th anniversary. I love that. That's pretty cool. Post Malone also did a concert, which was actually really good. He did a cover of Hootie and the Blowfish's Only Want to Be With You, which was a trivia question That's a last week. great, great song. Um, I, uh, I don't okay, just think... So, do I get to defend my point? Yeah, I mean, if you really think Ottawa's going to make it... I if, don't. If, if you don't. had to pick... Okay. But it was partially based on who else is in that group. Buffalo and well, Detroit. good morning, Harry. Hey, good morning, Harry Bossax. Rise and shine in the sunny land. The of Sunshine the State? Thousand Oaks. No, the Sunshine State is Florida. That's what I almost said. They're in the Golden State. Golden State. That's the one. You're in the California. The Golden State. Okay. I, all right. So, New Jersey, there's no room in the East for New Jersey. There's no room in the Central for Detroit. Same argument for Buffalo. The San Jose Sharks have too much in front of them in the Pacific. The only division where you might be able to sneak in that fourth playoff spot would be the North. And mm -hmm. Ottawa has a chance. And I do think, I mean, I, I'm staying true to my, to my stance that they're not going to finish last in the division. So with everything there... Yeah. I'm going to say you're Ottawa Senators. So that's not bad. That's pretty, that's, you, you know, I, I can, I can not agree with you because they are the basement of the, of the league. Uh, well, at least the second floor of the basement. I mean, you have the, or the, of the, the second floor of the league. I got what if you're the league was a If this league was a skyscraper, Buffalo's the basement, Detroit's the, the lobby, and then Ottawa's no, the no, 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 no. Because in a skyscraper, right? no, man, in a skyscraper, your strongest stuff needs to go on the bottom. That's foundational. That's contracting 101. I'm an architect. I understand that, but the foundation mm -hmm. of the top penthouse suites are the garbage teams. What? So still, Buffalo's bad. Totem pole. The bottom of the totem pole. No, 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 no. Bad argument. Bad argument. Fun fact. I really hope this is right because I've never actually fact-checked this, but I believed it was right because somebody told it to me once that the low man on the totem pole is not a good expression because I was told that culturally whatever's on the bottom closest to the earth on the totem pole is actually the most important because it's closest to the earth, to Mother Earth. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So I think. I'd love for somebody to fact check that. I would love it too. The bottom of the food pyramid. <laughs> okay, so the dumpster fire that is Buffalo is not going to make the playoffs. Okay, the dumpster fire that is Buffalo is not making the playoffs. Detroit and Ottawa are not a dumpster on fire. They are just the dumpster filled with gasoline. And then Danny's the one who's trying to stop me from throwing the match at them. That's fine. I was actually enjoying watching you throw the match here. It was kind oh. of fun to like. Don't get me wrong; it's entertaining, even if it's incorrect. You're like Fox <laughs> News. So <laughs> wrong. You're wrong. 
I can't do a good Donald Trump. I want to do you a good Donald Trump. You used to be Trump. able to do a good Trump. Yeah, but then, you know, I grew up and I became a, a Trump supporter. I'm just kidding, by the way. I don't have any political views one way or the other. Uh, Thank you very much. to stay away from religion and politics on this show. Yeah, put a pin in that. Uh, the New Jersey Devils would have been my pick if we're going for bottom five teams. Mm-hmm. I think the Devils with Mackenzie Blackwood, uh, he reminds me a lot of uh, – Jordan Bennington, and that if he gets hot, there's that team's unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if he sheer comes back from injury and Jack Hughes plays like he Jack should, Hughes! then New Jersey, I could easily see New Jersey making the playoffs. However, <laughs> however, What's are you watching on? Clear Play go, go off here? Just it's the money ball analogy. Reference: They are good, and then they are put, and then they are fifty feet of shit, and then there's Buffalo. Yeah, you're absolutely uh. right. And yeah, we're no, going to do a charming. great case study with Buffalo, by the way. I yeah, I've, I've got something really funny about. I got a I got an idea I had uh, mm-hmm. that I want to I want to talk about Buffalo, and Danny had one too. So mm-hmm. we're, Buffalo Buffalo's on the list, guys. Don't worry, Buffalo's on the list. Buffalo 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 Buffalo. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Anyways, I have. I if I'm honestly going to say in the bottom, I want to say bottom third of the league. I have the Rangers still making the playoffs. This team is ha- uh, underperformed at the start of the season. I feel like the the East is a lot weaker than I originally anticipated. Uh, the New York Rangers could sneak in uh, with the fourth or third seed and maybe go on a run if Panarin comes back from dealing with Vladimir Putin. So, yeah, that's Jeez. that's my take on it, right? Uh, nobody comes back from dealing with Vladimir Putin. I see it. Um, I, I I still think the way things have shaken out, you're not going to have that level of... It, it's not going to be that close in enough of these divisions. I th- think in a yeah. few areas, the, the back half of the game is going to feel like back half of the season is is going to feel uh, more just going through the motions for some. Honestly, though, Danny, mm-hmm. and I know you wanted to get to somebody on this team, um, but if I had to pick somebody mm-hmm. in the Scotia North TM division... I love that you're coming to, around. It's fantastic. To jump, to jump in to the playoffs... Yeah. I have Vancouver. You think I have be Vancouver able to because what? You think they'll be able to recover? I think they can recover. They had a great team. Um and if I'm being completely honest, mm-hmm. you wanted me to watch some guy make excuses. Yeah, so we're for talking, how bad his team was. Talking and about And I did. We'll give them some context. Talking about the Jim Benning video. So uh, if you ended up watching some of Saturday night's game with me right here on the FanCast, we talked about Jim Benning's media availability from Friday. He, It was his state of the team address where he was answering, quite frankly, some really tough questions from uh, Vancouver sports media. And Vancouver fans, I mean, they're fickle. They're very fickle. But the passionate ones and the ones who understand what's going on really are, are putting a ton of the blame on Benning, and he didn't show any accountability on Friday. I saw it as nothing more than Jim Benning making every excuse in the book for why the team isn't performing well when seven years into his tenure, the only thing we've seen that's really been positive is last year in the bubble. Paul, you actually think he made some good points. I don't think he's made good points. I think I think I can understand why 
they are struggling. They have some of the most overplay, overpaid players playing in their bottom six. Mm-hmm. That is a very bad start. Mm-hmm. And most of it, I'm pretty sure, is his fault. I can't, I'd have to go back and take a look. Yeah, no, this but is, I'm pretty this sure is, the this Pierre is contract, uh, the, the Ericsson, this is his team, right? This is These contracts were, were what he decided, yeah. right? So you can blame him for that. But adding guys like Braden Holtby and subtracting guys like Markstrom and Toffoli and Tanev, Vancouver's gone through a little bit of an overhaul. And in a season where you, to be honest, your practice games are your actual NHL games and they matter. You don't really get an opportunity to really get down to the fundamentals of team building and you don't get that. I'm not saying it's a slow pace regular season when it's an 82 game season, but this season's clearly a league above in how fast paced and how uh, meaningful every game is, right? So this team being slow starters, it doesn't surprise me. Does not surprise me, right? Especially when Pedersen is having, honestly, a pretty bad season to his standards, no, at least my it, standards of him. But this was the issue, is that Benning offered no apology, no comment on his roster composition. And he also didn't really give much of a vote of confidence in his players either. Like, I think that was the thing. It's not like he sat there and said we're fine, we're gonna really, don't worry, we'll show you, these guys are great. It felt like he just knew that he was gonna get shelled by reporters and was just there to what, deflect? To say, like, I, this was the one I had the biggest problem with, was the COVID shortened season as his excuse. So, what he basically said was, we didn't have practices and that's why we're not playing well. But nobody had a full training camp. Nobody had their exhibition games. And I understand that might affect a roster with more turnover, like the Vancouver Canucks, more than it would affect others. But there's more to it than that. And these yeah, guys are not a, happy. That's a, that's a big problem. I, I feel like the room, uh, I, I, I don't think it's not necessarily that the room is unhappy. Um, sorry, my eyes are dry today. Jesus. Um do you want to like? Do, do you need a out. second? You got. You got a. Visine? No, no, I'm okay. I'll, I'll be all right. There's a visine for it, that. <laughs> I, I, I just feel like this. There shouldn't be excuses, um, but if you're trying to give explanations, I think, I think, giving excuses and giving explanations can be a fine line that is very hard for GMs to tightrope. Um, but yeah, you can 100% give the excuse that we haven't had practice enough. But if you explain that you need the practice because you have new players coming into your system and it's a bit tougher for them to adjust when you don't get that opportunity to adjust outside of real-time NHL hockey, right? I mean, if you look at the Canadian division, what team outside of them had as much turnover? Look at Calgary. Calgary's not doing as well as they were, right? Edmonton's doing fantastic. Why? Because they're a two-man team and those two men are still on the team. You have, right? yeah, you you've you've jumped up and down on whether or not you actually think the Vancouver or the Edmonton Oilers are a good hockey club. I still no, don't really know. They're doing well you this year. They're doing well. I think given time, Edmonton or uh, Vancouver, given time, Vancouver and Calgary are gonna catch up and Edmonton's gonna fall behind because Edmonton's just a two-man team and it's just it's just built poorly. But again, like Winnipeg didn't change much, Toronto didn't change much, their core stayed the same. 
the core right? stayed the same. I mean, you could argue that the core of the Vancouver Canucks stayed the same, and it was really just their outside pieces. Losing Ty to Foley, he wasn't a piece of their core. But that's no, the thing. No, but losing, losing a guy like Tanev, right? You once said that, uh, <laughs> that what was it? JVR was a load-bearing wall? Yes. Yes. Okay? This is Chris Tanev... Chris Tanev yeah. is a load-bearing wall that the Vancouver Canucks tried to replace and did not have the patience and practice available to them to correctly patch. So then why okay? so then why did they try and do it? Like this is no, where it it's falls. Not, no, it's, this listen, is where it falls it, on betting. This is it, Paul. Yeah, it's not an excuse, it's an explanation. I'm just giving the explanation. He gave the excuse. This is the argument that I made on Saturday night. And then clear play, we'll get to your comment. On Saturday night, I said that knowing how the pandemic affected everybody differently, you know, what was your brain telling you about the pandemic in August? Were you thinking, what did you think the next six months were going to look like? We didn't know, right? Because everything's yeah, up here. So I feel like Benning might have been the type to say, you know, that the COVID affected the bubble season and that was it. You know, we'll have a, a later season, but everything will be back to normal by the time we get going. I don't know if that was the thinking. I think it would have been insane to make that assumption, which is why it's bothering me. But basically, my point was that the Leafs looked like they handled the the factors of COVID way better than anybody else right now. They loaded up on depth. They loaded up on inexpensive depth, took advantage of the marketplace, and... What did Benning do? He took too much time. He waited. He didn't call Ty to Foley. And he has offered nothing. When Kyle Dubas didn't make the playoffs, or I'm sorry, when he got bounced against Boston, and he came out and offered nothing but his own accountability for it. It was Mike Babcock's issue. Dubas is the one who came out and said, it's all on me. It starts with me. Where is that from Benning? Yeah, no, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that, yeah. It's, uh, as the captain of a ship, if your ship is sinking, you've got to take onus and be like, well, something's wrong. Clearly, I'm not in charge enough or I'm not paying enough attention to the right places. And uh, maybe he's been taking COVID like all of us, just on our asses, sitting at home and like letting it play out and then at the end of uh when covid's over you can be like well it was covid right like you know what i mean <laughs> is that is that the plan like, well, I mean, like it, it kind of honestly if if they don't fire him is he just if if vancouver ownership goes to jim benning and says why should we keep you and he throws his hands up like it's covid what did you expect like i'm i don't know then Get what are they gonna here. do I'm pretty sure there's a Canadian law that you're not allowed to fire somebody because of COVID it's restrictions. Not because of COVID, <laughs> you're what are you doing? You're falling off the rails. If he no, didn't just, navigate I'm his just, hockey team, I'm just, I'm just kidding around. But you can as see, like, well as, as well as I want to get to clear plays. The Leafs' depth was replaced a hundred percent. Right. However, however, the core guys stayed the same, and the system didn't change. So it's easier to integrate when those pieces are already in place. That's just what I wanted. That's just it was. My and it was really it. fringe guys with the Leafs. You're right. And the whole thing is that yeah. they've been able to put in these new pieces and try different combinations and see what works most effectively for the machine. Yeah. But 
they still did it much better than everybody else. I still, you can at least appreciate why the Vancouver fan base is upset. And uh, I, I think it's justified. Hey, we can't all have Kyle Dubas as our general manager. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. And can we just take a look? Because I, 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 I brought this up, or I wrote this in our notes. Can we take a look at the best teams in the NHL right now and how all of them are the ones that have changed the least over the offseason? Uh, I don't can. see big signings coming from any of these teams. The Who did the Islanders take? Who did Florida take? It's right? True. Carolina didn't change. Tampa didn't change. Vegas didn't change. Washington. St. Louis. Chicago was a garbage team last year. They didn't change a player except they lost Jonathan Taves for injury. So, yeah. And and they're ready to go. More more so than these other teams. Right? It is, it is what it is. It's, it's just an interesting little thought. Um, that the team who changed the most in getting Taylor Hall <laughs> is oh. in the bottom of the league. That poor guy. You know how little I've team. thought about Taylor Hall this season? I feel like we haven't said his name once. I feel like the halfway mark is the first episode where we brought up Taylor Hall. No, 100%. That and that's mean? kind of interesting. That's, oh, I, it is, but you got to feel bad for I mean, look, it's a one-year deal. So you know that whatever happens next year, yeah, but but like if you're Taylor, if you're if you're Taylor Hall, are you staying in Buffalo? Um, no. Actually, it's a tough one. I don't think he stays in Buffalo till the end of this season. I think he gets dealt. He has one of the most cap friendly deals for a top six forward. Just because top it's one year, three. one uh, year, eight million, and Buffalo can take half of that. They have room right? to retain that much? Well, no, but if you give them a piece, if you... It's not, um, they don't need to retain it. It's um, if teams have accrued cap space throughout yes. the season, they can use it at the deadline. So I see what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. So, and uh, as far as Tampa Bay becoming cap compliant when Kucherov returns, uh, goodbye, Tyler Johnson. Yeah. Uh, and somebody else is going to have to bite a bullet too. I don't, I don't see them getting rid of Stamkos, and I don't see them getting rid of Braden Point. Uh, Vasilevsky's not moving, and Sergachev's going to stay, and Hedman's going to stay. Everybody else is probably on the board. Let's go ahead and take a look at what this might actually look like here. Um, we're taking a look at the Tampa Bay Lightning, because I like that question a lot. <sighs> Big contracts, trying to become cap compliant. Yeah, currently on LTA, oh, that's a good one. Just Kucherov. They have yeah, some Gabrick's contract? Who? Marion Gabrick. Yeah, but is, that's LTIR. It's, He's right, retired. they're using it for relief. No, I'm looking at that. Let's see if there's anything here that I didn't know. But uh, yeah, their biggest eaters. Yeah, I mean, Tyler Johnson. I mean, look at, oh my God, Ryan McDonough's contract. What is that? Uh, <laughs> that's what it costs to bring him in. Oh my God, he might be gone too. I don't like, I, I don't well, think McDonough's that good. I think the answer, okay. I think the obvious answer is um, Seattle will make them cap compliant. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because, Johnson, I mean, yeah. what do you do? Like, do you even, do you consider exposing Ryan McDonough? Probably not. Oh, no, he's got, he's got a no trade, so I don't think you can. No, he, he can't be traded. Or he's, uh, they'd have to ask Four, him. Five. I believe. Six. 
Oh my god. The Tampa Bay Lightning have to protect Patrick Maroon. Wow. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah they do. Yeah, they do. Wow, uh, that's interesting. They're going to lose somebody, but I mean, they can't lose Coleman pending UFA. They can't lose... Wow. You they... just like the... you just want to talk about the Kings, Harry, don't you? That's that's kind of his MO. He's he's pretty big on the Kings. Harry, I have to get you I have to get you while you're streaming so I can give you your your subs. Yeah, don't let Caveman forget about that. You can't I don't forget. I just, I just haven't seen him stream yet. That's why I'm here. See, look at him. Talk about the Kings. Um I, I okay, don't know so who's Danny, gonna get subtracted I, from that lightning team. I'm looking at it, I'm really scratching my head. I'm really, really curious to see what Julian Breezeblood does here. I had an idea and I was going to put it off for a little bit, but we were talking about him for a, we were talking about him a little bit in mm. Taylor hall, right? Yeah. Is it possible that Taylor hall finds his way on the Maple Leafs this season? Um, Is it possible? Uh, no, no, it's not the Leafs. The, the, $4 million one year. Well, what do you mean $4 million? If they can find a way, if Buffalo can find a way to retain half his salary, he's $4 million one year. They don't have room. They haven't accrued any rooms. The whole thing was that they wanted to accrue whatever room they could to make a deal at the deadline, but with everybody on LTIR, like, I know that the rumor is they're still looking for a top six forward. And don't get me wrong, man. You tell me Taylor Hall, just like on the back half of the season, whatever, going to come casually... Play so, on Tavares' wing. Frederick Anderson is going to leave at the end of the season. Oh, dude. You've already said give Campbell the reins because next year it's his go- is his it's his crease anyways. Harry, Harry, Harry called this. I've been thinking about this all day. All really? day. We don't care. We don't care about the draft picks, right? I don't know if we don't What's care. What's wrong with this? I don't well, know I mean, don't most, of our, most of our core is under 25. So the draft picks for one or two seasons, if if it's two first rounders for him, whatever it is, I don't know what the price is. But if it's one or two first rounders, are you not willing to entertain that? I'm entertaining it right now. I don't hate this. Clear play. If you don't like it, I would love to know why. But I, I, I really I, want to hear what you're thinking. Clear play. Because well, Taylor Hall is MVP. And he's on a one-year deal. If you could get him to play with Marner, Matthews, Tavares, Nylander, does that not mean we have the best top six in the league in the past, like, 10 years? That's insane. You're 100% right um, in that it, it – I, I, I think it's a pipe dream. I mean, first of all – I don't really know what's going on out of Buffalo. Um, you, I'm not a Sabres fan. You can't blame me. I don't. I don't For read sure. what's going on with Buffalo. They are a perpetual afterthought, buried under 50 feet of shit. <laughs> I. Yeah. You wonder, did they sign him, knowing that if it didn't go well this year, what's going on, Ash? That they were going to it's trade him. Was that part of the plan, to trade Taylor Hall? If the season no, didn't this go a, well? No, this is a prove-me contract for Taylor Hall. 
Yeah. This was a one year, $8 million. Prove to me and everybody else how much you, you're worth. Here you go. Play with Jack freaking Eichel. I don't think. And don't fuck it up. I don't think and it was he, a show me deal. I actually think this was Taylor Hall saying the market is bunk right now because of COVID. I'll take a one-year deal and wait until everything comes back to normal. He knows he'll get more money when the cap keeps creeping up. I think that's why he did it. So my question is, if you're Taylor Hall, do you care? Like, if you're going to get moved, he's got a no-move clause. Full no-move for this one-year deal. So clearly it wasn't the plan to bring him in and deal him. But if he's no, not but if you're, anything, if you're Taylor Hall, if you're Taylor Hall and the Buffalo Sabres go up to you and say, hey, do you want to waive your no move clause to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Do you not say yes, please? Um, so clear play does a really articulate job here of uh, pointing out the cons. I just want to read this because some of it got clipped. Just don't know if it's worth the risk when Campbell has been injured as much as he has. What if Campbell hurts his leg again in the playoffs? You're going to rely on Hutch to carry us? Despite Freddie's game seven woes, he's still too valuable between the pipes when compared to the other options. Um, thank you for bringing us back to earth. Because I think I was getting a little bit too... I I, uh, I think you're you're fully right. Oh. Everything No, everything in that comment makes perfect sense. No. Campbell does have injury issues, and the whole point is the Leafs need goaltending depth. I understand that Frederick Anderson is probably not the answer in net long term, but let me also put it to you like this. He is really close with a lot of guys on that team, Austin Matthews front and center. And I just kind of am also worried about what would happen to team morale if Austin Matthews' best friend in the locker room gets booted out a month before the playoffs. So here is why... Here is why Matthews is going to be okay with it because he's going to have Taylor Hall. He's going to have Taylor Hall MVP on his way. No, he's not. And Dubas is going to talk to him beforehand, like, "Hey, buddy, listen, I want you to light up any team that we come across. Here's Taylor Hall. Here's Mitch Marner. How do you fuck it up? Okay. And here is why. Here is why Taylor Hall's going to play with Tavares. Care. Uh, maybe, yeah, whatever, whatever. Hundo, Taylor Hall somebody. would play with Tavares. Hundo. Yeah, and then what? Nylander goes with Matthews, or no. Nylander stays with the Tavares. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, but but let's look at history here, okay? Mm -hmm. Frederick Anderson has only ever made it out of the first round once in his career. Why? Why? Oh, why are we don't do that hedging all of our bets? on him then. we're not we're not that's all i'm saying he's not, not untouchable. Bets on freddie no and and he's actually well and i don't care i don't care if he goes down this team is good defensively enough what does hedging that, your bets mean paul doesn't it mean like why are we like betting on anderson no no does it mean like splitting up our bets let yes. me just google it yes yes hedging your bets would also basically hanging on to both goalies is hedging your bets because you're not going to yes. put all of your apples into one basket. Right. You're going to balance it. That's okay. That's that was all right. I had to. Yeah. I'm sorry. I had to. No, I, I understand. Why are we putting all of our apples in the Frederick Anderson basket when he is clearly not proven We're himself? Not. We're not. That's why Jack, that's why Jack Hamble's there. But by that so logic, by that logic, you don't put all your apples in the Jack Campbell basket. You need to but have options. But it's not. It's an basket too. That's why you Get don't do it. That's why. Because if you have two baskets and one of them is Freddie Anderson and the other one is Michael Hutchinson, you put all your apples in the Freddie Anderson bucket. 
this is the problem because this is the problem. If Anderson plays like shit in the playoffs, Go Campbell gets injured problem. in the playoffs, Hutchison is the only other option anyways. So what do you give a shit anymore? What do you care? Well, you got to figure that If it's going to come down to it anyways because Anderson can't win a playoff round and Campbell's injury prone. You don't mean that... Okay. So I want I just want to clarify that I'm hearing the caveman right. Okay. I'm Murray getting, and I'm, Murray are not even close. I'm getting agitated. To Anderson and Campbell. I'm getting agitated. Much better duo in Pittsburgh. I'm go I'm, ahead. I'm, I'm a little agitated. Go ahead. Are you actually telling me that your honest take here that you believe Michael Hutchinson is going to start a playoff game for the Toronto Maple Leafs? No. Okay. I'm not betting that Michael Nobody Hutchinson— Nobody said betting. Nobody said betting. I did think about betting, but I didn't say betting. Are you really saying, though, that you actually believe— So you don't think Hutch is going to get a start? No. If it was up to me, Hutch do still doesn't get a start. Okay. Campbell does. Right. Campbell gets all the starts. You're, but you're even thinking that today, given the fact that he's got really no track record? He's just had a couple good no. games so far this yeah. season against, you know. I say you put him in the net. Get rid of it. Lose Anderson sooner rather than later. See how he handles the pressure, because he has to handle the pressure. I, I think when Anderson is unproven in the playoffs, what's the harm in trying with another guy? Um, the harm is that it doesn't go well with Jack Campbell in that. So, I mean, I think you're... And, and, and if you have Anderson, is it 100% that he's going to play out of his mind? No, but now, if, you, if, now, you, if you had I, to I ask understand. me, my honest take is right now the goalie that I would want starting game one of the playoffs is Fred. Like, I, I don't know why you would say it was Jack Campbell based on three games of action. Because, because you said it yourself that next year... The net is Jack Campbell's. Right, but we're not... We're, okay. Anderson's not coming back. Sometimes it's important to think ahead. Sometimes, like right now, when your Stanley Cup window is wide open and you're trying to get through it, you don't think about next year. The Leafs are not thinking ahead to next year when so their window you are is going, like this. They're this close. So you, are, you are going to say no to an MVP caliber player for a guy who's won and left the... First round only once in his career. That's what you're saying no to. I just want to make sure. Yes, if you are asking me, would I take if if, if salary was doable? I dropped my cap. Would I take a Frederick Anderson for Taylor Hall trade? I'm going to say no. Well, I'm not saying one for one exactly. No, but but I, I I'm still going to say no. Um, even if what the if Leafs you got Carter Hutton in, in return? Got Carter Hutton in return. Well, just an extra little goalie, so you don't have to worry about Michael Hutchinson. You know what? If 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 Taylor then, Hall played for I'm the thinking, Edmonton then Oilers, I'm thinking more about it, but I don't think they're getting rid of Carter Hutton. Um, Why? He's garbage for them because they're a terrible team, right? And they have terrible defense. I, I why do I feel like he's part of their build anyway? No, he's uh, like I would not do that deal. In fifteen Anyways, minutes' time, gonna... in fifteen minutes' time, we are going to. Welcome uh, Everett Barilla, the gorilla of Radio Humber fame, of Manitoban radio fame, of the fame where I probably should have known where Everett worked. 
but also <laughs> of the Going Ape Sh podcast uh, with Everett Barilla, the Gorilla. Um, that is another nickname that I get to take credit for. Was it? Oh, yeah. Well, I used Terrible. to call him the Barilla Gorilla. Barilla Gorilla. Wow. Yeah. It, well, because you see, Barilla sounds like Gorilla, and it was really fun to say out loud. That's fair. Um, and then he insisted on changing it to Barilla the Gorilla, which, you know, it's his brand. That's probably best that he make that decision, not me. Yep. Uh, and he has run with it. He has done his podcast for two years straight. He did an interview with Dart Guy most recently that I want to ask him about. Uh, he God, is also a, a massive... A terrible meme Dart Guy was. Do you want to go back and listen to our four-year-old episode when we talked about how much we love the Dark Guy meme? And by we, I mean... Oh, and I hate it now. I, I hate myself from back then for even thinking about how good that was. It was awful. It still is. Is this just what it is? Like, have you reached the point? Because you're, what, 23? 24? Yeah, turning 24. I can never, I can never remember. Yeah, you're almost 24. Uh, so I think now you've reached the point where you start looking back at the first four years of your 20s and you're like, oh, I was dumb. I was stupid the whole time. What was I thinking? And then what's going to happen is your next five years are going to be really transformative. And at the end of it, you're going to be like, oh, in my early 20s, I was probably okay. Uh, that's at least what's happening here. Uh, yeah. Well, listen, <laughs> I am just a baby. But um, wait, what, what does he say? Ah, oh, never mind. I, I don't know the words. Also, you want to hear why I'm a baby? Did you guys know how to change? Caveman is in his prime. Thank you, clear play. There you go. 27, I agree with Danny big time. Harry, no. You and your no, lady are never looking at houses? Agree. Good on you. That's a, I'm still not at the point where I'm looking at houses, and I will be 30 at the end of this year. Yeah, but I'm also looking at houses. And you're looking, looking at, at houses, houses in California, at Harry. <laughs> Say that again, Paul. I'm looking at houses, but I'm just planning ahead. Jeez, are you really? Yeah. Yeah, but you're doing the good Italian thing, staying at home, making all yeah, your of big course. contractor mafia money. Exactly. And then you'll just be able to move straight into your own place. I am taking <laughs> the, the vagabond starving artist route. Clear play. <laughs> nice. Clear play. I hope you're also in your prime. We can be in this together. Buy a house in Cali just to lease it out when we find a place out of state. Tennessee. Harry, if you move to Tennessee, I'm coming to visit. Yo, Paul, caveman fan cast road trip to Tennessee. Uh, you gonna go? Yo, Nashville or Memphis? Let's do both. Let's go watch hockey in uh, Nashville and then. Oh, buddy, music. Twenty-five. That's my boy. Instant or girl? I don't know. You never really said, did you? I believe Clearplay is a gentleman. Nice. Debatably a scholar. So yeah, thirteen probably. minutes away from Everett uh, Barilla the Gorilla. I want to go ahead, <laughs> dude. <laughs> nice dude uh can we talk about how the leafs were on pace or still are on pace for 120 points this season if it was a full season is that not insane <laughs> is that like is that not a record for them that would have to be yeah, a record. i think so yeah what's the uh single season points record for the leafs but i i'm you're right but this is what we said at the top of the show like it feels weird and the 105. Really? 2017, 2018. Oh, that's right. With, ba with Michael Babadook. With Michael, with Michael Babadook. Babadook. That's uh, yeah, and Keith might smash all his records. I, I mean, we made that argument that the division is weak. And uh, I was explaining on Saturday, division's not actually that weak, realizing that in the Scotia North TM, there are no bottom-feeding teams. 
So it's not like uh, any of those other, hello, Paul. Oh, there you go. Yeah, sorry, my it wasn't focusing, or at least I saw it wasn't focusing, so now I just went to focus it. So the Leafs, Add that word. the Leafs have, they've been playing against teams that league-wide are pretty good. So yeah, I'm impressed, but I also don't think it fully counts, at least not in the context of the total record book, when they're not playing against the whole league. It's, 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 so, it's not an asterisk year, like if they win the cup, there's no asterisk on the cup. But I just think it's really hard to draw comparables from it. Yeah. Um, I just want to know, Harry, you've been here a lot. Clear play. I know you're kind of kind of new. Not kind of new, but like you've been getting more active recently, and we appreciate that. But, Harry, do you remember me saying that the Atlantic was stronger, and that's why it looks like the Scotia North TM, it looks weak? Because of how strong they were. Because Danny doesn't believe me that that's what I used to say. No, you, now that you're saying it and I'm hearing it for like the fourth time, I think it's starting to click. Your argument, a- your argument was that the Scotia North isn't as weak as we think it is, but because it's comparatively weaker to last year's Atlantic Division, we think it's that much weaker. Exactly, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think because, you said that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and, I mean, if you just take a look at the, the NHL standings right now, you can even see even Florida is topping the league, which is kind of interesting, kind of surprising to me. Uh, topping the league in what, in points? Uh, yeah, they're, they're actually having a good season. And mm-hmm. not on the back of uh, Sergei Bobrovsky. Good for Christian Dredger coming in, you know? Yeah. Okay, so talk to me, Danny. Mm. What... In God's name is a zip line. Uh, the fact that you... So this is how I know you haven't been watching hockey games. Or or doing your homework. I have been watching hockey games. I just have them on mute and... Uh, so you've never heard this referred to as the zip line. That stands for Zach, as in Hyman. Ilya, as in Mikheyev. P, as in Pierre Engvall. Zip. So, so it's there what right. is this? This is, is this, the third is line the that we've been rolling line? out that's been steamrolling everybody, led by Zach Hyman. Zach Hyman, play driver. And even when the Leafs didn't look like they were fully getting it in gear on Saturday night, that zip line, man. We've gone this whole show without even referencing Ilya Mikheyev going foot for foot with Connor McDavid, winning in a foot race. Where did that come from? Zach Hyman doesn't get paid enough, but he will. And here's one for you, Paul. I heard a comment today that asked, would you rather have Zach Hyman moving forward on this Toronto Maple Leafs, or if you could only pick one, Zach Hyman or Morgan Riley? Ooh. That's a toughie. Shout out to homie J.D. Bunkus on Sportsnet for posing that question on Good Show today. Uh. And I mean, I look, J.D.'s take was that you're going to go with, you're going to go with Hyman for sure because of what he could do with the offense. And it's tough because for a Leafs team that is supposed to run through its offense, like, like the Leafs offense is their strong suit, anybody that's proven to be integral to that you don't want to mess with. In the words of Michael Babcock, Hyman's good, eh? This is breaking your brain, huh? No, it's not. Oh, it's tough. Really, it, there's one, okay. Your eyes are just so bothered. 
are we talking same dollar value or no? No, but like it's okay. Because overall, well, right you're now, gonna get Hyman. On, you're gonna get Hyman on a cheaper contract, and that's gonna mean a little bit more for the Leafs who are cap strapped. If we're talking player for player, dollar for dollar, uh, and they're equal in that sense, so they're both getting paid one million dollars. I take Morgan Riley every day of the week. But because his contract is going to be in the eight to nine million dollar range, most likely, mm-hmm. it's tougher to say Morgan. But he is a top twenty defenseman in the league, probably a top fifteen. Well, is he? And an he Olymp- will be a top ten. Is he an Olympian for Canada? A hundred percent, he's an Olympian for Canada. Says all it has to say, right? So, how do you take Hyman over an Olympian for Team Canada? Right. And I'm not saying Hyman's bad because clearly, like, the guy is the well, guy you'd never want to lose him. Right. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, he is one of, he is one of my, the, you have, <laughs> we're going to go back to construction here. You got your cornerstone guys. Okay. You got your Matthews, your Marner. How does, your a, corner, how does, how does a cornerstone work? They're, they're, they're like the big, uh, they're your sub, like, uh, where all of your weight is. Yeah. It's actually called a footing. So these guys are like your footing that you build your base on. You need four of those, right? right? Uh, no, a footing's kind of like, you know how like there's the four corners of your house? Uh, your footing yeah. is like what connects all of them. Mikheyev for heart trophy, 100%. Harry, if I had to pick two support beans on the Toronto Maple Leafs <laughs> that I never want to see play for anybody else, it is Zach Hyman and Ilya Mikheyev. Well, that just because- answers the question, doesn't it? Yeah, but the problem is you can replace Zach Hyman as a support beam, but you cannot re- or replace Morgan Riley this as a was cornerstone. My question. You know, is Morgan Riley really a cornerstone on that defense? Yes, or- he's def- yeah, I would I would say hypothetically he, with he's team- more cornerstone than Nylander. With TJ Brody now on that back end, with Brody, Hall, and Muzzin as your three other defenders. And knowing that you've got a Timothy Lilligren or a Rasmus Sandin waiting to come out of the minors and play uh, potentially with Brody if Morgan Riley was absent, to me, he seems less essential. Now, you're right. How do you justify getting rid of an Olympian? Well, now I had a crazy thought. With his drivetrain, with his compete level, is it so crazy to say that Zach Hyman's influence on the game wouldn't be a beneficial addition to team Canada as a third or fourth liner as a role player. He could make it. Yeah. Um, because I want to say no. it's uh, Doug Armstrong again. That's doing the, um, that's putting together the roster. I would love for somebody to fact check that, but the, on the interview, they, you know, it's not about taking the 20 best players in Canada and putting them on the ice. They, they made that very clear. There will be consideration given to proper roster composition to build a contender against an American team that is going to be, oh my god, really good. So I'm just saying, like, if Zach Hyman can do that for Austin Matthews and John Tavares, what can he do for Connor McDavid? Um, And here's your problem. Mm. Uh, Who do you take off of McDavid's line, McKinnon or Mitch Marner? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Who do you take off Crosby's line? Marchand or Bergeron? No, that line stays the same. 
Who do you take off of Braden Point's line? Mark Stone or Jonathan Huberdo? Huberdo, I don't actually like that much on that line, to be honest. But I don't like Mark Stone. You don't need the defense in Hyman if you have Mark Stone. Well, no, we're not talking about defense. We're talking about play driving from. Uh, you don't need play driving zone. if you have Braden Point and Mark Stone. John Tavares, Sean Couturier, Steven Stamkos, Mark Shifley, Matthew Barzal. There's Ryan O'Reilly, I didn't even say. Tyler Sagan, Bo Horvat, Taylor Hall, Claude Giroux. These guys are Olympians because they are able to play in any aspect that they are needed to. Zach Hyman is fantastic mm -hmm. for the Toronto Maple Leafs. But if you are telling me that you would rather have him on your team... Then a Mark Stone, you're nuts. Um, just to get a reaction out of Harry, uh, I'm gonna say the Ducks take it tonight. Just gonna put that out there. The yes, Trevor Zegers is getting a hat trick. I'm as, just gonna call it. As nervous as I was, um, as nervous as I was, <laughs> uh, and when I just said that, uh, I like Trevor Zegers. That's why. When I just said that they're they're going to be the the USA team is gonna be really good. Hearing yeah. you just rhyme off all of those Canadian players, honestly, <laughs> For sure. I'm not that worried anymore. I'm feeling pretty uh, good. And here's the problem: our weakest, where where Team Canada is weakest is our is our defenseman. Mm -hmm. um, but even then, you have Petra Angelo, Makar, Shabbat, Hamilton, Riley, Theodore, Ekblad, Byram. Mm -hmm. Doughty doesn't even make the team. Weber probably doesn't make the team. Uh, that's where Earn. you don't know. Muzzin could probably make the team, honestly. Muzzin's not going to make the team. No, but, like, if you paired him with Riley, right? Hmm. So, well, I guess Muzzin could. Muzzin won in 2014. But that was that was a long time ago. Oh, no, he didn't. Muzzin was oh, not yeah. that Canada is better than the USA. Muzzin over Dowdy. No, I'd probably have Dowdy over Muzzin 100% of the time, Harry. But if you're... If you're if you're saying if Morgan Riley says I'd rather play with Jake Muzzin because I'm more comfortable with him, I think you take Riley over Doughty, and that's and just that. Mm, I think, and we didn't even talk about TJ Brody. Yeah, but he's not he's not an Olympian. I mean, I'm Muzzin. just saying. Okay, Harry, Harry, no. Harry, <laughs> Harry. No, this is not. We are not getting into this kind of game. Hey, hey, Harry Bossax, you knocked that off. You knocked that off. You knocked that off. We I need to switch that. gears before I end up giving you a late hit to the head and concussing you for those comments. Um, oh, speaking of, we've gone an hour without talking about the Tom Wilson hit. I'm going to get Everett the Barilla Gorilla in here. And uh, he is a massive Washington Capitals fan. And he, apparently the caveman as well, are going to be prepared to uh, defend one tom wilson so uh i want to see if i can go ahead and get everett in here do you need my help or no no i've got him i don't know if it says he's online or not so give me a quick second as i try and get him in tell him to be ready um paul it may mess up your call right now so if i lose your face now i know why i lost your face go oh ahead, i'm back uh, you're back. Excellent. Cool. And we'll we'll see. But if we yeah, get Everett. I I really I really like Mikheyev as a player. So how does one defend repeat offender Tom Wilson? Well, you're gonna um, find out. I want I want to tease it. 
I want to I want to give it like a like a proper tease. Oh. Do we Mr. Have... Everett, you are live. What's going on? Is there a gorilla in the oh, chat? Oh, not much. Just uh self-quarantining in a hotel room. Are you really? Where did you go? Nowhere. I just uh I got tested at work and then a nurse advised me to sort of self-quarantine for the full 14 days. So I'm kind of hanging out in a free hotel room for a couple weeks. <laughs> That's Dude, where's the hotel room? Yeah. Can I come? No, he's in quarantine. <laughs> no, they're pretty strict about things. <laughs> Dude, I get I could get two weeks off of work. Are you kidding? Let's do it. <laughs> Everett, oh, Peel Region set up some free situations. Uh, my mom's having surgery today, so not oh, wow. the best idea in case the test came back positive. Yeah, for so. sure. Wow. Hopefully she's doing all right. Yeah. I have no idea. I called my brother earlier. He hadn't been called to pick her up yet, so. Damn. Okay, well. Uh, well I have a feeling she's going to be feeling better than Brandon Carlo. So. <laughs> yeah, we might as well dive right into it. Everett, thanks for joining us. Uh, bottom line, seven-game suspension for repeat offender Tom Wilson. And uh, you're on Ovi's side that you think it's bullshit. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, how do you defend that? Uh, well, I took a look at the uh, player safety video they released. Yes. Sort of explaining the suspension. And right off the bat, they were saying the puck's in his skates. The puck is clearly on his stick. He makes contact with the arm, the body first, before any contact hit the head. Yeah, they didn't reference and those even things. After, in the even after CSN video. recapping that, that he got the seven-game suspension, they said that the – Players' safety said it was borderline sus suspendable, but due to outside fact, due to number, due to a number of factors, they decided to suspend him, which means he got suspended for being Tom Wilson and that the guy got hurt. Those were certainly yeah. factors in the player safety video. I don't know that they referenced the puck being in his skates as an issue. Um, I watched it earlier today. I I thought the phrase that they used that that has generated a little bit of buzz here is the phrase, the totality of the situation, totality being the operative word here, which, yes, considers that Tom Wilson is a repeat offender. They reference that explicitly. And the real issue was that they saw it as an intent to attack a vulnerable, defenseless player with force from a man who has a history of injuring opponents, and that is why they felt it necessary to suspend. So he landed a body check. It wasn't necessarily that he landed a body check. We have to remember, Tom Wilson is basically the size of a linebacker. Yeah. yeah and he's nice. skating at high speeds, and hockey is a very bang-bang sport. So... Essentially, he's being punished for being fast and strong, and he has had some questionable hits in the past. I cannot defend the Sunfist one. That was clearly a blindside shot. But this one just seemed to be a move towards essentially turning into women's hockey, where body checking is quote-unquote illegal. Is that actually a thing? Uh, or is that just illegal in women's hockey? Wow! They, I just thought that was a slight they, on women's hockey. No, it wasn't. Still and also, and mind your tongue. And they still play. They, <laughs> women can play incredibly dirty hockey, but uh, they can and they're creative. And I'll remind you all, it's international they can't, women's like, day. Open ice hit somebody like Ovi did to Yager in the Olympics. It's, I'm not. I'm not trying to slight 
women's hockey. I'm just saying I didn't know that was actually a rule. I thought he was trying to take a dig at that, like that they don't hit, but I didn't realize that you can't well, hit. Well, I'm partially going to dig at the fact they don't allow body checking. I think that'd be smart yeah. if they did. Yeah. But um, I want to I wanna pay attention to something. I have the, the video the... from the Department of Player Safety. Um, and I, I want to... I, I, I'll put this on screen. I'm not sure if you guys are going to be able to hear it. I know the audience is going to be able to hear it, so apologies if you can't. Uh, but, Everett, we're going to show this angle. I like this, because you see basically Tom Wilson gunning for... Um, gunning for Carlo. <laughs> Look at shot, his eyes. Right? But it's... it's. Well, let's hear it from George Peros. Back to so a defenseless shit. player's face and head, he took one causing a violent impact with the glass. This is a player with a substantial disciplinary record, taking advantage of an opponent who is in a defenseless position and doing so with significant force. That's the line. So Everett, it's a player with history taking advantage of a defenseless player and doing so with force. The argument here being that there was a high likelihood of injury on that play and Tom Wilson chose to go for it anyway. And it was beyond just a simple hockey play for the puck. No. George Peros no, took one too many punches to the head. That's so soft that's of a the call. Case. Well, I was I don't remember. There wasn't a penalty on the play, right? No. No, but they did say in the video it should have been a boarding penalty. It is clearly defined as boarding based on the explanation given by Peros. Okay, wait. Let me... NHL boarding penalty. It's right there. I can go back to it in the video as well. No, I just want to see a boarding penalty uh, checks or pushes a defenseless opponent in a matter that causes the opponent to hit or impact the boards violently or dangerously. So you're not allowed to body check someone into the boards? Not, I don't not understand. Not defensively. So if I hit you from behind into the boards out of your field of vision and like you're not right up against the glass and bracing for impact, you always see it where a guy's like a foot away from the glass. And he gets hit, and that impact sends him forward. That's that's no bueno. And okay, but if you if you rewind the video, if you rewind the more video, dangerous if the guy was a foot away from the boards than if yes. he was right up against it. I'll actually Google the college thing, Harry, for you in a second. But if you rewatch the video, Brandon Carlo had the puck on his stick, facing where Will maybe not exactly where Wilson was coming, but you could definitely see where Wilson's coming from and his field of vision should have picked it up. No. And no, then no, 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 he no. bobbles the puck and instead of bracing for impact, he goes for the puck and Tom Wilson finishes the check. And he put his head down too. And, and he put his head down. I, I mean, listen, it's an unfortunate play. Very unfortunate play. He bobbles the puck and doesn't get to Watch defend this. himself. And where fine. was Wilson aiming? Body. You'd say he was aiming for the body Everett? He made contact with his arm and the chest before it ever made contact with the head. I don't Any know if you can... head hit. We've got it up on our screen right now where, I mean, there is, first of all, so there is a little bit of a gap. Yes, even though he went for the puck, I'm looking, yeah, it looks it. like his left skate is still a foot or two away from the boards. He goes into the net, into the corner. He's up against the glass. And you can see right here, Wilson's aiming high. He's aiming for his shoulder. It did look when a little look high at... from that broadcast sort of view. Yeah. 
but he's aiming right where his shoulder is. It was almost like he was following the shoulder as he... But Carlo raises his shoulder up and Wilson follows it and Wilson still ends up going high. Here's my... Okay, here's my whole thing. He's also a big guy. He's also very tall. This is... This is a hockey play. Play it for, play it again, Danny, with the time stamp showing. Uh, um, you want to see right from the can. beginning? Yeah. Yeah, just just rewind it a little bit. Yeah. Or whatever you want to whatever you want to see. Um this is a play that takes place within I don't know, let's see. It's like 2 seconds really. 2 seconds. So, are you saying within 2 seconds Tom Wilson intentionally went for his head? I say no. He went for a body check. Okay, didn't charge him. It was a. Bo- yeah, was it a boarding call? Sure, it was a boarding call. Whatever. It's a boarding call. It's a boarding call. That's fine. He was going. He was skating fast, and he ends up hitting the check. Okay, he yeah. aims high. He was aiming for the shoulder. You can't stop yourself in your momentum, especially with as fast as Wilson was going. Okay, you cannot stop yourself, and like completely miss your check there. And just ram yourself into the boards within a split second of realizing that this guy moved out of the way of where you were aiming. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that it was right of a hit. I'm just saying that this is a game that happens really fast and shit happens. Okay. It was fast. The guy had his head down at the wrong time. It like it just like turned in the wrong way and he got and he got hit by the wrong guy. It is what it is. Wilson, Wilson did Wilson more of a questionable get hit against Pittsburgh earlier this year than that one was, in my opinion. Yeah, did Wilson he clearly hit the guy late? But no injury. Yeah, Wilson, this was, Wilson he dropped his head, head he's wrong Wilson. place, wrong time. Yeah, I guess by yeah exactly. It if you're a big guy like Tom Wilson, because I, I just want to address this last argument, Everett, that that you know what he's he's six three, so we can't control where he's gonna land. Like, if you're that height and you're going to make the argument that your size is part of the reason that you've been making these illegal hits that have been getting you suspended, as he's playing the game, Tom Wilson's got to know that he's got to go lower on his hits than he wants to to make clean hits. He And to me, it's up to him to make those adjustments more to his of a hit. question half the time of blind sides. So, I'm just, then... if, you, if he goes low in that, you, you one you completely miss the hit in a sense well what do you mean well i mean he hits he hits the the shoulder of the guy as he's turning right mm-hmm. Ooh, harry with a hundred bits hundred wow days. thanks thank harry. you harry that bing pop was for you my whole thing is you're gonna tell guys to slow down and not hit hard it's like what are we? What are we? What are we talking about? That's, that's not saying that it's that's not the spirit of hockey. The spirit of hockey isn't let's just bang and crash and boom as fast as we can, but the game has all these. Or sorry, each player has all these protective paddings, these shoulder guards, chest guards for the the realization that you're going to be skating, you're going to bump into people, right? It is what it is. I I don't I don't like I don't like the hit. I don't like the suspension. I think, like, it all in all, one game would have been fine. But, like, I guess, I yeah, he's a repeat offender. I don't think one game would have been fine. 
You don't think it's fine because it's Tom Wilson. That's the problem. Well, maybe that's the whole point. That, maybe it, it's deserved. Is, is because yeah. it is, and that's what that's what my argument is. Because it's Tom Wilson, he gets seven. Everett, how are you supposed to here's, play the game of hockey? And here's one thing I love to see pointed out, though, is though, is that a lot of people will hate Tom Wilson because of his somewhat questionable hits at times. Some of them are questionable. A couple of them, like the Sunfist one, I can't really defend that one. If you're a team and Brad Marchand gets a lot of shit for the way he plays, there is not a team in the league that would say no to having those two guys on their team. No, it's the Nazem Kadri argument. I think you're right. Yeah, exactly. It's you right now. Both those players are actually cheaper than William Nylander. Wow. Yeah. And either of those players will actually would actually make the Leafs a hell of a lot better than having William <laughs> Nylander out there. Hey, don't be a Leafs hater on this. Okay, right, so we brought you here to talk question? about Tom Wilson, not not William Nylander. Do you want to ask this question? Would you trade Nylander for Wilson straight up? A hundred percent, hundred out of hundred times. I'm sorry, I, I like William Nylander, but Tom Wilson, is Tom fucking Wilson. <laughs> I know. Tom Wilson is a better Zach Hyman. Changed my mind. He's a better when he's a better Milan Lucic when Milan Lucic was actually valuable. He's uh, <laughs> Nylander from Marshawn every day of the week though from Harry Bossax in Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, hey, it's 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 not the worst idea. Ever. Yeah, but Nylander's not uh, a bad player. Boston's right? not giving up Marshawn for Nylander though. Yeah, no. listen, it, let's and let's also say Nylander is not a bad player. This is just Wilson and Marshawn are on very friendly team-friendly contracts as very good players. Yes, thank you. Wasn't gonna, I thought we overpaid for Wilson. Truth really? What is he no, I, think... I thought he was more of a four-and-a-half million kind of guy. And what's he making? Five? No, he's making Nylander six. For making sold. six. Harry, get out of here. Don't even bring that up. What is, <laughs> what is that? What kind of a take is that, Harry? That's a take from Come someone on. who was a Kings fan oh, when Milan Lucic was playing his best hockey for him. I can see it. It makes sense. Everett, you got to sit down. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the podcast, the uh, Going Ape podcast from Everett Barilla the Gorilla. Um, also, are you okay with me taking credit for your nickname? Well, I heard you mention that earlier. Um, <laughs> I've been called Barilla Gorillas on and off since I was five years old. Uh-huh. Um, oh, Danny. See, the funny thing is, is my parents, they were gung-ho on making sure me and my brother had first names you couldn't make fun of. They forgot what my last name was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going I'm and to... And clearly my dad, who named me, forgot there's a very, very large summit called Mount Everest. <laughs> one that are on. Um, so... <laughs> that's Everett. But no, Danny, you can take some credit for it because that's what pushed me to actually use it for something. Okay. All right, I can I can take partial credit. Uh, yeah, we will link uh, every. What is if I was going to drop a link in the chat right now to your podcast? What's the best way for me to do that? Uh, just let me pull one thing up here. Perfect, and we'll get that link um, for you, Harry. Well, brillathegorilla.ca slash goin dash ape dash. Let's see if that works. Ages. This one might just work. Or you can just go to brothergorilla.ca and there'll be a link at the top of it that says podcast. And then there's links to all the places you can get it. Amazing. Uh, that is so Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, um, SoundCloud is what's embedded into the website. Uh, Love that. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever they call it these days. Yeah. And you've <laughs> been uh, you've been doing the pod for about two years, right? 
As frequently as I'm able to, yeah. And uh, you've done some pretty neat interviews. Who's your favorite Ooh. that you've ever gotten to do? Derek Sutherland, number one. Oh, yeah, man. Suds was, my first, Suds was my first interview, man. Really? Guy's a um, king. <laughs> Derek Sutherland went to radio Unfortunately, that one goes. doesn't show up like on like Spotify and that for whatever reason the first episode never shows up on those. Interesting. I can't figure out why. But yeah, that was an interesting conversation with Derek talking about him being in the military and all that. Wow. Matt Barnes. Um, my Triple favorite threat. one. Uh I really It's okay to, to say talk Derek. to Alan Doyle. I've been wanting to do that for years. I tried to do that while I was at Radio Humber actually. I tried to get uh them to get me an interview with them but they didn't seem to want to do it they said the uh strike or whatever put them off doing a lot of stuff but that was a fun one to get the chance to do you interviewed you interviewed theo flurry yeah i did that actually i was it was after dauphin i had talked to dean about um doing some shifts every now and then and just to keep a updated demo if i wanted and wow so I use the recording devices there to do the phone call interview. Nice. That's Look at you. Um, yeah, he's an interesting guy to talk to. He's a guy. If you ask the right question, if you ask the stereotypical questions, you're not going to get much out of him. But if you hit the right spot, you'll get him going. Yeah. What did you? Him what... and music. Music for him is a big one to get him going. That's super cool. I remember uh, I met I met Wendell Clark. I think when I was interning for uh, for Humble and Fred Radio, I met Wendell Clark, and like apparently Wendell's got this like reputation of being really quiet. Like he waits for people to come talk to him because yeah, duh, you were on the Toronto Maple Leafs, you never have to be the one who enters a room and look for something to say. Um, <laughs> but I we had this was during Vegas's rookie year, rookie year expansion year, um, and we 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 spent five minutes talking about the Vegas Golden Knights, and he just loved talking hockey. Was Theo Fleury the same way? Or was he not Certain so much? topics. Um, I brought up because he played his hockey, a lot of his hockey's. he lived in Russell as a kid, Russell, Manitoba, which is right beside the Saskatchewan border. Mm-hmm. And it's right near where my family grew up. And there's another guy that played in the NHL for a number of years by the name of Jeff Odgers. Yeah, he, he was played more of an for... enforcer. Yeah, he played so for the So sort thrashers. of bringing up like, bringing up that Theron averaged about a penalty a game, if that was just his playing style, was it something to do with the fact that, well, I'm actually taller than Theron Fleury is, <laughs> and I'm not a very tall individual. Yeah. Um, Harry dropped a follow for you on Spotify. Of that, and he just went off about, you know, those fourth-line goon players and all that. Yeah. I actually asked him, because it was when Marner was negotiating his contract at the time, that <laughs> situation. <laughs> so I actually asked him about that. Yeah, did he give you anything good? Uh, he sort of just suggested he go for what money he could. I thought that maybe you might be able to negotiate him a little less playing in the Toronto market, seeing as if he performs the way he is currently, Yeah, that he would have sponsors and people lining up for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just said not. I wouldn't factor that in, even though this is a Canadian market. He pointed to yeah. the U.S. and how... I think it was like roller derby or something is actually, I think, just as if not more popular than ice hockey is in the States. Wow. Just by total numbers. Kind of makes sense. 
That's disgusting. Yeah. It's not for everybody. Uh, I don't know what the yeah. ringette numbers are like either. Um, every you got Dark Guy on your latest yep. episode from March fifth. Um, and uh, I I don't know if there's anyone in the chat who doesn't know who Dark Guy is. Harry, you must have followed the memes. <laughs> Uh, during the Leafs Capitals playoff series from four years ago, during the first season of the fan cast. Yeah. Uh, Jason, what's his last name? Maslikow? Derulo. The Maz. Yeah, something like that. Maslikow, yeah. Uh, something like that. Now officially known as Dark Guy. Because uh, he painted his face with a cigarette in his mouth. The meme went viral. And uh, two things Harry wants to talk about when we have the time. One of them is going to be Dark Guy, I guess. Um <laughs> What was it like talking to him? Because what I love about the Dark Guy story is that it was a guy who's a Leafs fan who let everything snowball and uh, really have that generate some positive things for him. It's it's not quite as a big scale as Steve Dangle, but it's it's close to like the Babs. Oh, we guys. talked we talked about Steve Dangle a little bit on there because yeah. I like I've heard of Steve Dangle. I'm mm-hmm. not a Leaf fan, so I have no mm-hmm. idea where the hell this guy came from and yeah. that he informed me on all that. But because Steve Dangle and uh, Paul, you may know this, you're a big wrestling fan like me, Adam yeah. Copeland, a.k.a. Edge, also mm-hmm. a Radio Humber alum. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're fighting. Uh, they were getting going back and forth. I'm guessing that was pre-planned about who the biggest Leaf fan is. And so Dark Guy was trying to insert himself into that. Which is fair. And and honestly, I mean, <laughs> deservedly so. Um but would... Yeah, he's a very well-spoken guy. He's very smart. Probably the smartest conversation I've ever had with a Leaf fan. <laughs> I'm offended. <laughs> That's ever. I'm offended. A Leaf fan in Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> you haven't had an interview with me yet. <laughs> the um, he had a radio show with uh, with Todd Shapiro on TSN. Did you guys ever get into anything on that? I touched on it briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. When that came up, he was very thankful that he got the chance to do that. I think he said he did it for two years. I wasn't yeah. sure how long he had it. Mm-hmm. But he also gets he gets a little angry at the misconception that he got that gig. And he also does scouting for a junior A team yeah. in Collingwood. Mm-hmm. He gets a little upset when people assume he just got these things because of the meme. Right. Obviously, it helps because it puts you on the radar. Mm-hmm. But... If you know he had to go through countless interviews and stuff, he said, yeah, of course. with TSN and Bell Media, yeah. So, does he, he have didn't any... talk that much about the radio? Okay, it came a lot. A lot of the conversation was about uh, a buddy of mine, uh, much like I asked you guys in the fantasy hockey group if you guys had any questions for him. Mm. He wanted to know what his thoughts on Nylander was, and if he was going to trade Nylander, what do you think the Leafs could get for him? Jeez. And then we got talking about the contracts, and I like to call him Dumbass Dubas, um, <laughs> as you guys may know. <laughs> I mean, you're not the first person that's thrown Kyle Dumbass past me, but uh, yeah. it's completely baseless and unfounded. He is a treasure and Uh-oh. a delight. Um, There's some questionable contracts. <laughs> what would you consider to be the most questionable contract on the Leafs roster right now? At the time, I wouldn't have paid Nylander as much as he's getting. Would you today? Today? Well, with the COVID situation, no. But <laughs> uh, a better question is Nylander worth his that At the time, it was questionable, but now he's sort of 
he's getting paid he was getting paid for what he could be rather than paid for what he had done right yeah, that's right. that's that was even Nylander I thought Nylander was a little high even though they came to some <laughs> middle ground I guess but all those players are tradable they have they don't have any no movement clause or no trade clause or no partials so if they have to get rid of the contract they have to get rid of the contract is that actually true uh, yeah, you yeah, don't, you I don't can't think... get no movement or no trade clause until you're 27 years old or you played seven years in the NHL. Yeah, basically, wow, guys on their ELCs and bridge deals or second contracts, you're not supposed to be able. You don't have clout in the league. But I mean, Everett, you're kind of the embodiment right now of that argument that says, "Don't pay me for what I've done. Pay me for what I can do." That was the whole conversation three, four years ago when all the young players in the league were trying to make their claims because they enter their primes earlier. Like, it's not about getting paid at your UFA year anymore. Oh, we lost Everett. All right. Oh, oh he's, he's back. back. Welcome back. Oh, yeah, I'm back. I don't know what the hell happened. Uh, so That's all right. I mean, I... We haven't had anybody come on this show yet in the comments or or, or anywhere uh, and, and talk about the Willie Nylander contract. Like, to me, that's in the rearview mirror very firmly because it was the whole concept oh, yeah. of, of young players wanting to get paid for the things they could do versus what they had done on rookie deals while they were developing. To me, yeah, it made sense. Not, well, they're not Connor McDavid, where Connor McDavid in his first couple of years is up for the MVP of the league, not Ovechkin, not um, Crosby, not Malkin. So like the Austin Matthews one, I was all right with that. Yeah. And I thought him taking, I think it was a five-year contract at the time. Yeah. He took five. That was in my mind, that was smart on his end. <laughs> well, it was, it was yep. curious that the Leafs let him not, do it. it it's, it's, it's absolutely not good for the Leafs, but. In my opinion, it was smart on his end because he doesn't get that second RFA deal. And then if he wants to go down to live in Arizona where he's from, uh, and I think Arizona got a raw deal in the draft uh, the year before. (laughs) So, yeah. Because I believe there should be some sort of um, exceptional status rule for players like that. Like John Tavares got drafted a year late because of his age his birthday was a little late like matthews yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i don't know if buffalo would have taken matthews over eichel i don't know you would have to ask uh the gm at the time of buffalo i know he's no longer employed there right. um but that would have landed him in arizona and that builds arizona I'm not saying it would make <laughs> arizona like a canadian franchise yeah. level in attendance but it's certainly Will drive people into attendance and build hockey. Especially when he's, especially when he's a hometown boy. I think I think he's going that's back one. after this year with Toronto. Like not this year, but after his contract's up, I think he's going. Yeah, back. yeah. That's it, 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 it wouldn't surprise team. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. <laughs> there you go. That's not. That's still the big question. Okay, will Arizona still be there in three, four years. I just want to. I just have to ask you this question. Two, just two things. I don't know how long you have with us, but um, number one, can you please explain to the audience? What was going through your head when you selected Leon Dreisaitl first overall in our fantasy draft instead of Connor McDavid? <laughs> I honestly, just need the audience honestly, to know. it was either going to be Dreisaitl or McKinnon in my mind. Why? Are you? Come on, um, Everett. No, because Everett's different, okay? He's built different. I think differently. 
I think yeah. it's different. One special. Okay. Yeah, listen, um, he, he's not he's not your average bitch. Okay, he doesn't he doesn't play by Connor McDaddy's rules. Okay, it's Drysaddle doesn't have an injury history that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not on yeah. wood that doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, Connor McDavid does. Um, Connor McDavid's a guy people will go at easily. He's not the biggest guy in the NHL. Yeah, Drysaddle's got a little more size to him. Yeah. And we and we've seen what Drysettle can do without McDavid on his line, without McDavid in the lineup, and it just seemed. And I'm not disappointed with the returns. I think McDavid's doing better this in the fantasy pool, but yeah, there have been times where Drysettle was the number one player. McDavid does injure himself. Uh, our buddy Harry in our chat just says McDavid injures himself, and that is 100 percent true. Well, he uh, missed the World Juniors one year because he decided stupidly, I'm gonna throw a punch and try to get into a fight, misses and punches the glass and breaks his hand. We call that a learning experience, Everett. He learned something. That could have that could have ended. Now his he never that could have screwed up his hockey career, and um, that's why he's not Tom Wilson. Or else he would have been. If he knocked that guy out, Connor McDavid would be better than Tom Wilson at being Tom Wilson. Uh, also, wanted worth. to get to Harry's little things. The Kachuk brothers and Stutzel in warmups, and Daryl Sutter is now the coach for the Flames. Um, Kachuk brothers and Stutzel, I believe, are all American. That's going to be scary in a couple years. Stutzel's German. He's German? Oh, yeah, he's German. What's wrong with me? Yeah. I'm thinking of Seagrass. That's why. Um but Daryl Sutter, as for coach of the Flames, I see that franchise turning around quickly. I don't. I thought the hiring was questionable. The guy just won seven to one and sure hired him right afterwards. Fuck, I like that. <laughs> um, I I don't know what's gonna go on with uh, with Calgary. Basically, my take is, and and this is, we're playing the law of averages here. Okay, you replace the coach in Montreal. You replace the coach in Calgary. What are the odds both of those are going to work out? For every Craig Berube, you also have a Peter Horacek. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> appreciate. Had that. that one in the back pocket. I appreciate there. that. That was good. <laughs> I was struggling, but that was that was perfect. Um, you think it's questionable, Everett? Why? Well, I thought the timing was questionable. Not necessarily firing the guy. They Just are cause... basically a 500 hockey team, right? <laughs> I wonder um, what team that was with Harry. Um, but, you know, Calgary's always been an interesting team. They had one good run in the playoffs when nobody thought they were going to do anything, so they kind of snuck up on everybody. But they're a team that I think can do damage. They like they got better goaltending now, which was a major issue for them. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what that – they're an interesting team. They can either kick your ass or they're going to lay down and get their asses kicked. Yeah. So and that's, and that's the Milan Lucic effect, right? He either plays <laughs> plays proper hockey oh. or he just skates behind. I think we feel the same way about real deal James Neal, huh? Oh yeah. Uh I have uh I have some questions for uh for Everett. Just some rapid fire questions, okay? Okay. Sure. Okay, ready? Do the Los Angeles Kings have a chance to make the playoffs this year? The Los Angeles Kings. Fifth in the division behind Minnesota, Vegas, Colorado, and St. Louis. They are three points behind Colorado with one game in hand. Wow. Uh, They've played one more game than Minnesota and Colorado. Uh, It depends. I think it depends on what Minnesota does. You think Minnesota's for real or no? Flash in the pan? If they 
if they stop going to Talbot as much as they have since he got healthy, if they let the rookie finish goalie take over, I think they do well. If they keep going back to Talbot outside of these back-to-back games, I think they're screwed. Okay, Colorado's so you're, you're... a little Colorado's a little dinged up, so I'll give them. They got you know, Kale McCarr and uh, Byram are injured, so yeah. I'll give them a chance to get healthy and then. And then say that they're know, they play off. Arizona, the Ducks, and San Jose. It's <laughs> you're teeing off on those teams. It depends on how well the Kings will do against Minnesota themselves. Yeah. I think. So, okay, so that's number one. Let's do uh, number two. You have the Sabers, the Devils, the Red Wings, and the Senators, and we'll we'll throw the Sharks in there. The bottom five in the league today. Which of those five teams is the first team to make the playoffs? Let's say starting next year. Wait, that's the question you asked me off the top, but you said it had yeah. to happen this year. Yeah, well, well, well that, was, that was a totally different thing. That was that was who's most likely to beat St. Louis this year. Okay. This is more which of those five teams actually makes the playoffs first. Um, huh. Well, assuming the divisions go back to normal hmm. next year and everything goes back to the way it was. Um, oh, my God. They're all in the same division except the Devils. No. I mean, Oh, Ottawa's not in the yeah, same. Ottawa's plus, plus things will be realigned next year with Seattle too. So, yeah. Um, can the answer be Seattle? Can we say Seattle will make the playoffs <laughs> before these five teams? Honestly, I would love to make a bet with you, Danny, about that. I would take that bet. I would say the Devils, based on the question asked mm-hmm. of me, for the question you asked earlier, I would throw Dallas in there, and I think Dallas would be that team. Yeah, for sure. They, they still Dallas, is, Dallas is getting healthier now, and uh, they still have Bishop to get healthy. And if they're good, if they can just get themselves into the playoff situation, uh, Tyler Sagan will likely be back by then, which will yeah. be a huge boost of offense. Also, uh, Marcus, glad you made it. Yeah, welcome, Marcus. I met Marcus on uh, Saturday. He came and hung out watching the Canucks game. Nice. I asked Paul the Caveman Cavaretta to join us for the third. You knew what he said? He said, "No, I'm doing something." Wow, what a buzzkill. And I don't regret it. What were you doing? Uh, We were playing a tournament, and we came in second of 16. And the only reason we came in second is because the game glitched, and we got fucked. Oh, the game glitched. (laughs) Elsa, watch your language, okay? Marcus is a a youngin'. We've got to make sure that Marcus is a youngin'. Sorry, Marcus, my apologies. I think he's like 17 years old. I don't actually know. Um, Everett... (laughs) Leafs got a couple games against the uh, Winnipeg Jets coming up. You still a Jets fan? I always have a... I got to see about three games when I was working in Manitoba, doing construction, not radio, in Dauphin. Mm-hmm. Um, just to answer your question, it was in Dauphin, Manitoba from earlier. Thank you. You were mentioning me coming on the show. <laughs> I appreciate um, that. Thank you. I'm sorry. I should have done better research. I also worked in Peace River until about a year ago. That's the one yeah. I couldn't remember. I knew you were in Manitoba, and I forgot where you went after that. Yeah. Um. So I was at a bit of a soft spot for the Jets because I got to go to a few of their games and just seeing the crowd and that atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I think they're. I think they're going to do really well. I think if they can find if they can find a defenseman by the trade deadline, I think that'll put them over the top. But that's hard to say because they've already been a victim of the cross border yeah. 
trade. And they're not trying to where do that they again. didn't get Pierre Luc Dubois for like two weeks, and then he well, unfortunately, got injured right afterwards. He is back though, I believe. Yeah, so, garbage player, by the way. Tell me how you really <laughs> feel, Paul. Um, I was looking at this and I'm thinking about the Jets, and you know, we've spent a lot of time this season talking about. Calgary falling short of expectations, whether Ottawa is actually the worst team. Is Edmonton for real? I say yes, Paul says no. But Edmonton I, is not for real, no. I don't think we've had a lot of conversations about the Jets. They have been, uh, to put it aptly, flying under the radar. And <laughs> Nice. I was taking a look at where their um, fancy stats are, because I'm a bit of a fancy stats guy. In terms of possession numbers... They are driving play in the top third of the league. Uh, their power play is not quite as good as the Leafs, but their penalty kill is in the exact same range. I think they're, they're one or two spots removed from the Leafs, which is in the lower half of the top half of the league. We'll call it the middle quarter. Which probably makes sense. Uh, an optimistic uh, yes, Harry, by the way. Uh, yes, we got an optimistic yes, potentially, from Everett on the Kings making the playoffs. Um, but with all that in mind, like, I, we've spent too much time not talking about the Leafs today. And we <laughs> do have a couple games coming up where we need to figure out if this Edmonton thing was, if that was a flash in the pan... Or if if the Leafs are going to bounce back from these Canuck losses and actually play well. But I have this feeling that we're going to see some of the most exciting hockey games that we've seen in the past couple weeks against the Jets. Because of how close these teams might actually be. I think realistically you're looking at the two teams that will fight to get to that Final Four situation. Mm-hmm. Um just because I don't know what Calgary's going to do. Montreal's hit a bit of a rough skid. Vancouver, I think. The hell with Vancouver. Um, <laughs> That's a great take. That's they, the best take I've heard got, all day. They got good players, but when they lost a number of their players in free agency, they didn't address the losses. It's sort of a bit of the issues the Caps have had since they won the Cup, is that we lose these guys, but the guys we get to replace them aren't as good. Yep. Do you so, think Benning needs like, to show Mark more Markstrom's a better goaltender than Braden Holtby. I'm a Capitals fan. Braden Holtby is sort of peaked. Yeah, he already he that's, peaked when he won his cup. The whole yeah, beast era this is, is this is Dem this is Demko's team. That's a door. Is that, that um, coming to Which is why a lot of people think Holtby's going to get taken in the expansion draft. Right. Um. Yeah. No. That's why they have Braden Holtby, so was, they can have Thatcher Demko as their goalie and not lose anybody else on their team, right? Well, you have to protect a goalie, so it didn't matter. They could have kept Thatcher Demko. What I'm saying is, like, everybody else on the team is basically protected because Braden Holtby is your shield, right? Potentially. That's what's interesting. That's what I think is going to interest me with the Capitals uh, with their expansion draft because a lot of people have them giving up Oshie to free up the cap space. Yeah, and I think that's that. ultimately what's going to happen. God, the Seattle team's going to be good, aren't they? So do you want to make that bet, Paul? That Seattle what? will make the playoffs before... Was it before San Jose, Ottawa, New Jersey, Detroit, and Buffalo? Who did you want to bet for? Who are you betting on? Seattle. You're Oh, so you're taking Seattle and I'm taking the other five? Yeah. Okay, I'll take it. 
No, but Ottawa's in there. I don't want to do that because Ottawa's in there. And Ottawa can yeah. actually surprise. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, let's That's see. why I didn't want to do it. So close. Damn. Oh, that would be hedging my... Well... Hedge your bets. There you go, Danny. Let's Ottawa, go. Ottawa would need to not make the playoffs this year, but beat Vancouver in the division. Ever, we have a long-standing fifty-dollar bet that I think Ottawa is going to. Uh, they will not finish seventh in the division this year. Ooh, fifty dollars is on the line. Yeah, there's, there's just something <laughs> about it. You know what? They're so close. They're not. They're not. They're down, man. No, dude. They're I don't they're they've got a game in hand and they're five points back of Vancouver and I man, Harry asked earlier who's winning the draft in our fantasy league if you actually look in our fantasy league right now which is a little weird because it values hits and block shots more than other leagues do the top point producer is Connor McDavid Leon Dreisaitl's right behind him and uh I think Mitch Marner is in at five and Brady Kachuk is huge. And Brady Kachuk is in at seven because Brady Kachuk is a beast who could take the Ottawa Senators to the playoffs on his own. But he's not going to. Okay. It's also his minus is a lot less than a guy like Stutzla. So, oh, unfortunately. God, that, guy, that guy's un- unfortunate first season's got to play in this division. Um, <laughs> okay question for you everett i'm going to give you the current play and, and danny going to give you guys the current playoff picture as it stands right now i want you to tell me which team falls short okay, okay. toronto and montreal winnipeg edmonton which of those four teams falls out of the playoffs montreal 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 okay tampa chicago mm-hmm. carolina florida which falls out Tampa, Chicago, Carolina, Carolina, Florida. Florida. Chicago. Chicago? Well, if I had to pick one of those. If Chicago gets... Yeah, I don't really see any of them falling out. Kirby Doc's apparently skating now. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I don't think... So he might be back in time to keep them in the playoffs. I don't know what Alex Nylander, if he's possibly going to be back. Nobody knows what the situation is with Taves. I don't think he's playing this year. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know if he's coming so, back. I guess the real question no. in that division is who's going to overtake Chicago? Uh, Paul, I don't know if you have a personal opinion on that. I do have a favorite. Um, <laughs> okay, who might that be? A little biased favorite. I don't, I don't think Dallas is going to do it this year. Oh, oh okay. Any, any, uh, any and idea? All- my honest answer is Florida and Chicago will both uh, fall out and Dallas and Columbus are going to actually make it. I also think Edmonton's going to really? fall out and Vancouver or Calgary is going to make it for uh, uh, the North Division. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I, think, I, I think Calgary will jump over Montreal. So. Pardon me? I think Calgary will jump Montreal in the standings. Yeah, that's possible. With especially with Sutter, I think I think they will jump Montreal. I also think Montreal jumps Edmonton, though. So I just see Edmonton falling out. Guys, Ottawa's Ottawa's gonna do it. Yeah, what are you doing? Like I'm just saying, you don't make this push anymore. Uh, Ottawa's in this division two, guys. Come on, don't, just, don't forget just wait for it. Let's go. Um, uh, the other eight teams you got: the Islanders, Pittsburgh, Washington, and Boston. I don't see any of those teams not making it. I don't know about you guys. I, and then Vegas, Minnesota, St. Louis, and Colorado. Minnesota probably loses it. You know, you take a look at this I right get. now. I Phil- think Pittsburgh could fall out. Hmm. 
Philadelphia's got two it, games in hand on them. They've got two games in hand on And they're the only two points behind. Honestly, yep. going into this year, even being a Capitals fan, I couldn't even – there were there was part of me that thought, holy shit, we could miss the playoffs this year. Just because the division's so good. Yeah, but then it's you a good division. I the thought, I thought the Rangers would be better. I thought the Rangers would be better. <laughs> yeah, they, they were my dark turn this season. And, yeah, they, and they they're starting to get better. So yeah, When will Lafreniere actually play to his potential, right? Maybe never. <laughs> yeah. I, All right, well, we oh. do. Um, uh, Danny, I don't know where we're going with this right now. You want to take a, take a, take a lead? <laughs> yeah, you just you lost. You were having fun. I was happy to sit I, back and let you go. This is the most control you've put on a show since we started. I was I well, I was it. I was having fun, but I did. We talked about Columbus, and I do see a little tag thing that you have there, and I I, I want to <laughs> get this started. And I don't know if Everett wants yeah. to be here for this while I start going off on this, but you know it is what it is. Everett, I if if you're not in a hurry, hang out and enjoy this because I I had a hypothetical because I know that the news has started to circulate around a little bit about um. You know, whether or not Jack Eichel is actually happy in Buffalo. We talked a little bit about Taylor Hall today, but man, I mean, if you're Eichel, your prime is just disappearing in front of you, and the Buffalo Sabres are such a train wreck. You're never... How are you going to generate any momentum when everybody else in that division is getting better and you are not? So, if they wanted to trade Jack Eichel... To a team that is in need of offense, if you're Jack Eichel, does the prospect of going to play for John Tortorella and feed passes to Patrick Laine sound appealing to you? I think it would. You see, Tortorella is a guy. You got to remember about Torts. It's the same thing. Uh, same way. Again, some people don't like me throwing Babcock's name in there necessarily, but Babcock and especially Scotty Bowman is they don't they don't give a shit if you're Sidney Crosby or if you're Jason yep. Spetson. Yep. It doesn't it they don't give a fuck. Sorry for yep. the language. Um at the yep. end of the day, it's like like Chris Chelios even talked about Scotty Bowman and he said that had we not been winning People would have hated Scotty Bowman because you're riding our asses, you're being a dick to us, and we're not seeing the results. Hmm. Yep. So had Babcock had more success, he's still coaching there. And, you know, so that's where Torts' issue is, is do people want to play for Torts? It's basically, do you want to be held accountable? I've seen Eichel play live, and I don't think he's going to have a – I don't think he would – he's not a guy that typically looks like he takes a shift off. And Torts no, will like that. Torts will like that a lot. Yeah. He's very yeah. much one of those players. And that's why I really like watching Jack Eichel play, and it's why I've become a little bit more of a Buffalo fan ever since he got there. Not a big Buffalo fan. Yeah, just I like man, Jack Eichel. There's nothing I like Jack Eichel. I just, that's it. That's the it. only I thing like that's Jack fun Eichel. about watching Buffalo is when you watch – your team beat up on Buffalo. Yes, and Jack Eichel still plays very well. Um, but what um, would it take? What would it take to make that deal? Like, are you throwing draft picks at them? But if you're Buffalo, what do you want? Like, this the thing is, I don't even know what's going on in that organization. It's a tire so, fire. Buffalo needs to make a decision. They need to make it quick on where they want to go. If I am the Buffalo GM, I take a look at the Atlantic Division, which is going to be the division 
going forward once uh, COVID mania is over. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be going up against Toronto, Tampa, Florida, who are right now top of the league, right? You're going to go up against Boston, who seems to be on their way down, but you can never count them out. Mm -hmm. You're going to be going up against Montreal, who seems to be on the rise, uh, hopefully, Mm -hmm. uh, with the new coaching change, right? And then you have Detroit and Ottawa. The red-hot Ottawa Sabres, who will be entering next season fresh. Did I just call them the Ottawa off Sabres? Of, well, this yeah, one off, take is dead. So that was that. Yeah, you're just, it just they're going to make the playoffs this year, and they're going to be really tough to play against next year, and that was the point I was trying to make. So sucks to be Buffalo. <clears throat> so you're looking at that division. The two best teams, Toronto and Tampa, are young, and they are good. You're not beating them for another three years anyways. Florida, young and good. You're not beating them for another two and a half years at least. Boston's always in it. Montreal's getting better. Ottawa is getting better. Detroit is also a dumpster fire. (laughs) So if I'm looking at, if I'm the Buffalo Sabres, I take a look at this and I say, you know what? It's time to just, again, maybe not strip it down to the bare bones, but if you have to and you get rid of Eichel, because that's what it's going to take, I mean, you do it. You can also just do a retooling. What is Jack Eichel worth? Probably a starting goaltender, which the Blue Jackets have two of, a top two defenseman, which the Blue Jackets have two of, and possibly not a score, not a top six winger, but possibly a winger or a prospect. Do you send the Jackets have a bunch of? Do you send Merzlingas? Oh, I send Merzlikens in a heartbeat with probably. I wouldn't want to send Jones, but whichever of Jones and Marinsky, whoever signs. Whoever wants to stay and signs the better deal, you keep that one. You send the other one. But if I that's mean, what it takes to get you, Jack would be Eichel. okay to give up Zach Wierenski, the future for Jack Eichel. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, right. uh, if it was if it was just Merzlikens and Zach Wierenski for Jack Eichel, I would say yes. No, but you probably have to throw a first rounder in there at the very least. Not not if you not if you're giving them a young stud goaltender and a top two defenseman. It's, I mean, but if I you're think, Buffalo, what's the point? Like, what's the plan in Buffalo? That's the problem. The plan with Buffalo is they don't know how to play defense, and they don't have a they don't have a winning culture. They don't have a winning anything. Uh, they wouldn't. Yeah, need to Skinner's trade. garbage cap space is going to be a problem. Hold on, they uh, middle stat hasn't been good. If they're getting rid of Jack Eichel, they don't need to trade Skinner. I think that would still even out. Um. It's not a bad, but I, I just don't know what the point is for them. Like, you're not going to be able to compete because you haven't built a team well. Do you like, want to know what the problem with the Buffalo Sabre is? Sabres are? Mm-hmm. They are the Edmonton Oilers without Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah, that would make Full sense. Full stop. Full stop. <laughs> Defense look about the same. Darnell Nurse, Rasmus Ristolainen. Ethan Bear, Rasmus Dahlin. Look at their forward court. Connor McDavid, Jack Eichel. Leon Dreisaitl, Casey Middlestad. Hey! Like, supposed hey. to be Jeff Skinner. You know. Let's go! Jeff Skinner, okay. Taylor Hall, Eric Stahl. Like, these guys are uh, not not up to snuff. And hey, that's the problem. Buffalo's just, just a dumpster fire. You go there, your career dies. That's the problem. Is it a culture thing? Yeah, it's a winning culture. They don't have a winning culture. It's like the Leafs. When the Leafs brought in Lou, Brendan Shanahan, Mike Babcock, they changed the culture. Revamp top down. 
Yeah, look at look at Buffalo brought in Ralph Kruger. Mm-hmm. Is it Ralph Kruger? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> most famously known for coaching a uh, a soccer team. Yep. Well, yeah. no, 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 no. I, listen, most, hey. most famously known for teaching for coaching Team Europe to their World Cup of Hockey finals appearance against Team Canada in 2016. Uh, yeah, you know what? And that's exactly what we should be going off of. He got a team of all-stars and brought them to a finals. Good for him. <laughs> right? Come on, man. This guy's... Listen, I'm not saying it was a bad signing. It, it, it just didn't work out, okay? It's, it's Strip it down, build it back, figure it out. I just... The fan base I wouldn't put it. past Lou Lamorello trying to get him to the island. Get out of get, the island? Trying to get Jack to Eichel? To get him onto the island. Yeah. I mean... I wouldn't put it past them. Are we Just saying... again, I don't know how the expansion draft is going to shape up, but they could possibly, if they wanted to, trim some money off that. If they could find a way to get rid of Simeon Varlamov's $5 million a year contract... Um. They'd be in pretty good shape, I think. Oh, I'd... but how boring would that be? The Islanders are such a boring team. At least yeah. Columbus, it's like you have Eichel and Tortorella they, facing off against each other. That'd be awesome. would be boring if you had Jack Eichel on the team. You'd have Jack <laughs> they Eichel. They were boring with John Tavares on the team. What are you talking about? They're John boring Tavares is a boring, John Tavares John Tavares is a boring player. Yeah, he's a boring human being. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to lie to you. I the watched best him, like, junior hockey all time. how many times live. You couldn't, like, like, like when you watched Mitch Marner, Matthew Kachuk play junior hockey, you Your knew who beat. they were on the ice. Mm-hmm. You had no idea who the fuck John Tavares was on the ice, but at the end of the night, you look at the box score, mother, mother effer's got three points. <laughs> mother effer. Uh, <laughs> it's hey, a little late for that. Matthew Barzell yeah. scored one of the dirtiest goals this season, and nobody cares because it's the Islanders. It was so sexy. If you have not seen... The Matt Barzell between the legs snipe. Uh, you got to see it. It was, yeah. it was, it was real. Sexy. But there All are right. guys who like playing in those markets. There are people who avoid playing in Montreal, avoid playing right. in Toronto, because they don't want to deal with the media being a bunch of assholes. <laughs> yeah, but I think Jack Eichel <laughs> wants that attention. You know, here's Hell, another uh, idea. Even in Edmonton, Dreisaitl went off on a reporter and told him off. And that's one of the most soft-spoken guys in the league. <laughs> yeah, but he's also German. Yeah, I'm just but saying. Look, well. look, take it, take it from the heave in the room. They have an angry side. So, <laughs> the the games coming up. Uh, I guess we might as well say goodbye to Everett and uh, wrap this up with a fancast forecast, shall we, Paul? Yes, Everett, thank you so much for dropping by. Uh, we all appreciate you very much. Yeah, dude, it was awesome. The Going Ape Sh podcast, uh, Harry Bossax has already given you a follow on Spotify for that. Uh, awesome. And we'll drop that link back into the chat. You can uh, find all of Everett's ramblings, rantings, and some very nice photography <laughs> over at uh, gorilla.ca. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to be talking to Alan Cross next week. Hey, oh, Alan Cross, musical historian, the ongoing yeah. history of new music podcast on 102.1 The Edge and Q107, among other stations here in Toronto. That is going to be an awesome interview, yeah. Everett. I love listening to it in the podcast form. 
while I'm at work when I'm not supposed to be listening to things. Excellent. <laughs> You're a rule breaker because nobody can cage this gorilla. Thank you so much for your time today, Everett. You were amazing. We'll yeah, get you back no soon. Problem, man. Anytime. Thanks, buddy. Sweet. Have a good one. Until next time. Bye. That was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was fun. nice catching up with Everett. I had a whole bunch of questions about uh, kind of the, the meandering radio path and navigating that through COVID that I'd, I'd love to get into next time as well. But it's just nice to talk yeah, about. It is. It is very nice to talk about how he drafted Leon Dreisaitl <laughs> for Connor McDavid. And number two on his list was McKinnon. Listen, I, Everett, you, love you, buddy. You already said this to I know. You already said this Damn. directly to him while he was in the room. I know, but now now he's not in the room so and he's watching us. And behind his back? He can still see no, you I, and hear you. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, listen, I just want him to know that I question his life decisions. 20 points is all that separates McDavid and Dreisaitl in our fantasy. That's league. 20 points every season for the next five seasons. Unless McDavid gets hurt one of those years. Yeah, there you go. And then it's going to be a wash. Paul, there you know you what go. time it is? No. Let me tell you what time it is. It's the FanCast Forecast. The FanCast Forecast, uh, which is a true FanCast Forecast this week. This is where we give you our predictions for how the Leafs will fare in the coming week. Polly, four games, three of them are against the Winnipeg Jets. We see them on Tuesday. We see them on Thursday. We see them again on Saturday. And then the Battle of Ontario, Brady could chuck the wrecking ball. Going to be uh, swinging in and take on Toronto on the second half of a back-to-back. That's Sunday, March 14th. Paul. Yes, sir. Tomorrow versus Winnipeg. Flying under the radar as they have been. Connor Hellebuck looks real damn good still. And the Winnipeg Jets are quietly putting together a really good year. Are you yep. afraid? No. Because I have faith in my team. I have a faith in this team that I haven't had in a long time. Mm -hmm. So I am going to say uh, the Winnipeg Jets, specifically Pierre-Luc Dubois, get stomped and rolled over by the Toronto Maple Leafs Ooh, on Tuesday. Paul the Caveman Cavaretta is calling a win. Well, you know what, Paul? Uh, so am I, because the Leafs are coming off of two losses that by no stretch were embarrassing, by no stretch were anything other than testament to the fact the Leafs can't win every game in a season, because nobody can. But they're going to stop the skid right now with an emphatic W. Yes, clear play. Love watching you get excited. You get another air horn. Clear play is so hype. Uh, Thursday against Winnipeg. You know what? The Leafs are not going to get it done. Why? Because Winnipeg is a good hockey team. And the Leafs haven't had a... I was about to say haven't had a true test in a couple weeks. It hasn't felt like it. It was like Edmonton was our test, and then we stomped them. And then we stopped believing that it was a real test. Let's see what Winnipeg does. If we can play Winnipeg tight, and they can play us tight, and they're a playoff team, this is competition at its highest level. 
in this division. You see, Danny, this is where you're wrong because the shades of Columbus and Pierre-Luc Dubois have not left Toronto fan base, Toronto sports fans, Toronto's Austin Matthews' mouth since last year's play-in round. Mm. And they are going to prove that when it is necessary, they can and they will win two in a row. So I am going to say two W's back-to-back against Winnipeg. However, you can't win them all. Unfortunately, uh, Saturday night, uh, hockey night in Canada, it's going to be an L. It's going to be a tough, it's going to be a tough loss, but you know what? We're still going to be up in points. All right. So I'm calling a dub for the Leafs in that third game where you're calling the L. We have it on different games, but we're both calling two and three out of you got? Uh, the series with Winnipeg because Toronto is the best team. Now, on the second half of a back-to-back, I'm just... Jack Campbell, come back, baby. Because I don't think it's going to happen yet. I have made my pick for that game against Ottawa, knowing that Michael Hutchinson is going to be in that. And that is why the Leafs are going to drop that game to the Ottawa Senators. Because Michael Hutchinson is not a good goaltender. Better than me, but not a good goaltender. And the team does not have any confidence in him. Rebutted. And I think you're, I think you're wrong, and I think you're wrong for a different reason. Um, because when I see this, I see Sheldon Keith being a harbinger of change. And I'm sorry. Hold, normal- on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That was a big word coming out of your mouth. Harbinger? Yeah. Have you been playing a yeah. lot of Diablo? Say, probably. I was gonna say Mass Effect. <laughs> Uh, no listen i see us winning the first two games against winnipeg and i see freddie starting both of those games the third game however i i don't see uh considering it as a back-to-back i don't see the necessity of starting frederick anderson in that game as well um and if you're worried about the back-to-back and you're worried about michael hutchinson give him the, the first game against winnipeg which is what i am predicting they will do Wait, you think they're playing Hutch in net tomorrow? No, no, against Winnipeg on Saturday. Okay, wait. Uh, just You're going to have to play them either Saturday or Sunday, and if you're going to play Freddie all three games, then what are you doing, right? Like, give Freddie a break. And I say they give him the break on Saturday, and that way Sunday he can come and easily clean up Ottawa. That's personally, that's what I think. I have been playing a lot of chess, not Scrabble. So Are you my back on the chess train? I've been on the chess train. It just, I only do puzzles now. Well, you said you've stopped playing chess because you refuse to play me in chess. That is not exactly what I you said. I said 100% I refused, refused. I refuse to play chess. I will just end this every night. show. Harry gets it. Harry, Harry's on the Ryan stop train. Stop it, man. What are you doing? Hutchison. You're just saying that to rattle me up. Hutchison. Harry, I will gladly play chess against Paul the Caveman Cavaretta right now. He's going to come up with some excuse because he's afraid. Like it's eight oh three, and I've got to go sing I mean? happy birthday. See what I, I got to go sing happy birthday to my mother. How about that? Where was your happy birthday? Did you buy her a gift, huh? I did not buy Lorraine a gift. Exactly. I'm sorry. That takes one minute, Harry. It takes one minute to sing happy birthday, and it takes two hours to watch a nice movie with your mother on her birthday. I'm just saying, you don't want to wait ten minutes. I'm not going to do the two you, hours. I'll give you, thing, I'll give you a four move excuse. Four move checkmate. Four move checkmate. No, no scholars made against me. Oh, he knows what it's Guys, called. it has been an absolute pleasure to be here with you tonight. 
Danny, if you want to close it out, close it out. Uh, I, I guess we will. It is the Leafs fan cast. It is by the fans, for the fans. As you have clearly figured out by now, we're not experts. We're just fans. Uh, keep I'm your not- eyes on the channel this week. We have the Bing Pot Trivia Finale on Thursday. And we also have the Dungeons & Do-Gooders Skybreak Finale on Friday. Uh, tomorrow night, maybe I'll hop on and watch some hockey. You want to hop on with me and watch some hockey tomorrow night, Paul? No. I thought you had an event. He's busy doing things. The event is tomorrow afternoon. Oh, I see, I see. All right. It's been a blast. We will see you all uh, next week. The game tomorrow is, uh, I want to say it's in Toronto, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, it's Toronto. So hopefully we have you there. Have yourselves a wonderful night. Take care. Bye. Bye, 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 bye.